everybody welcome back to another batman news weekly this is episode 124 in year three and do we have a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode apparently matt reeves read the batman script that affleck wrote or was a part of which is going to be pretty interesting we are going to talk about the possibility of catwoman being ruined and uh, just uh, one of our favorite characters, I don't know if I want to say favorite, but a character we've been wanting to come back for a long time is coming back to comics. So got a lot of stuff to talk about, plus Peacemaker and all these comic shits. I don't know why I did an intro this way, but fuck it, whatever. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, we got a lot to talk about today, so stick around. Um, but Clay, oh man, where do you even start, bro? Um, there's so much. There's so there, much. There's a lot. Now I want to go ahead. Let's let's go into the Batman stuff, but let's go ahead and start with the fact that we have not seen the funeral scene that has been officially yes. released from WB. This scene is like two minutes and forty-five seconds. Yeah. It is a lot. It is a trailer's worth of just one whole scene. Yeah. I felt that that was way too much. And I I can wait. I can honestly wait. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, that was we had people in our Discord being like, "Hey, have you seen the Batman?" And I was like, "No." I was like, "They've already shown too much of that movie. I don't need to see anything else." They were like, "I didn't think it was very spoilery." Um, we had other people saying like, "Yeah, it doesn't really reveal too much." Um, I forgot what they what they said exactly, but you know that was kind of what everybody was saying. But I was like, "I've seen enough." Like, everybody's everybody's like, "Oh, you really get the 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 tone of the movie from the scene." Yeah. I'm like, uh, "You get the tone of the movie from the entire trailers yeah. that have been dropping." Like, I don't I don't need to see a different side of the tone because I already yeah. know what the tone is. Yeah, it was funny because a while back, I even posted somebody has went through every Batman trailer and essentially put together the car scene. Yes, I have seen I've seen people start to do that. And it's just like, why? I don't I don't need people or I don't need to see it myself. I'm not going to go out and look for those and be like, oh, so from here, Batman's going to do this and then they're going to go after this and do this. It's like you're already seeing the movie. stop calm down yeah as an editor i i do find that stuff intriguing but uh, as a batman fan i don't want to see it that's why like when that last trailer came out i was like they showed way too much of that car scene like i didn't need to see the trailers exploding and all that stuff like it's just too much and some people will probably be like bro trailers exploding that's like typical action movie it's in everything i'm like but the thing is i didn't know it was in this fucking movie yeah that's the point yeah and um so yeah very interesting so no we did not watch it in case you guys are curious about that so um because i know a lot of people might be like oh y'all didn't know but we we knew we just chose not to watch it and this is going forward we're not going to be watching any trailers anything like that so just fyi also something that has since dropped um it was technically i don't remember if it was technically with it wasn't with the uh, no no no. It, it was after our last podcast, of course. Uh, tickets go on sale February tenth for the Batman. Now I yeah. don't remember whose turn it is because me and Juice always take turns buying tickets, and then when we go see these DCEU movies or any movie in general. Now one thing that we are looking into is because of the omicron numbers and everything else mm-hmm. uh i was just telling juice right before we started recording 
the only two people that I work with. I literally am in a building that is the size (laughs) of a double wide trailer. That is how big our warehouse is. Mm -hmm. The only two people that I work with got COVID because they live together. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. And so like, I've had to, I had to be working from home all week. Um, So I am trying to stay perfectly healthy so I can see the Batman. And uh, so we're possibly looking to see if we can rent out a theater um i uh i had juice thankfully get some information on that and so we're mm-hmm. going to be looking uh uh towards that in the future so uh february 10th the batman so yeah uh yeah from my understanding you can't book a theater on your own until two weeks out so the movie the, the tickets will go on sale way before that yeah so i think that it'll be safer to purchase tickets first because those can always be f- refunded if we decide to get a theater yeah so yeah. pretty crazy pretty crazy but um yeah so that was nuts i actually got to go experience a theater by myself which was fucking awesome because uh, i went to go see the anime animated movie bell which is an anime movie uh pretty awesome it's essentially beauty and the beast modern day with yeah. social media and i a good, like i saw a tiktok message. that mm-hmm. was legit just a sample of the soundtrack it sounds amazing yeah, so I went to go watch it post. And now that I saw now that I saw it in dub, I'm not dubbed, I saw it in subbed, but I was like, man, I could have watched this in dub. The voices aren't too bad. Like the villain's voice sounds really good. And I was just really? like, oh damn. Um, so like, yeah, I definitely I'd probably watch it again, but it's not like a must-see movie. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know, but it was good. It was nice. But I had the whole literally middle seat whole theater to myself. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, and then it's funny because I saw somebody come in like midway through the movie and I was like, get out. And like, but it was like somebody that worked there because they always, I mean, you used to work at a theater, but yeah. you have to verify if it's empty, right? Mm-hmm. And like, well, cause... Y- you, you have to, the main reason why is yes, you can always look up your ticket numbers or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot easier to be like, hey, go tell me how many people are in this theater. Yeah. And you're like, cool. Because sometimes... Uh, it's a lot easier to clean midway if there mm-hmm. is literally nobody in there. Yeah. Uh, just to like make sure the floors aren't extra sticky or anything else. Mm-hmm. You, that, we always used to clean our floors while a movie is going on. Yeah. And then like, oh, we're going to take a 15 minute break. Watch this movie. Okay, go clean. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, just do whatever. Yeah, it was nice to go back. So I would love to watch the Batman in that type of environment with very few people um, because it was an 80... 80- 81 person theater i had the whole thing to myself it was awesome so yeah hopefully we'll be able to experience the batman with that they had a huge batman mark marquee thing like in the middle of it which was huge so nice pretty crazy have you seen them so marketing has started on this movie yeah Uh, i think it is safe to say that this movie is not going to be moving uh from its original release date Uh, it's probably gonna stay on march 4th there is a uh, promotion going on with Little Caesars. Um, I saw that. All of the boxes say uh, the Batman has Gotham Skyline on there. It has the bat signal. But there was legit somebody who like went to be like, hey, can I have your hat? Because the Little Caesars hats now have the Batman on them. Oh, really? Yeah. And somebody was like, oh well these are just for the employees he's like cool and then there is a meme that says all right just put uh just put in my application i start tomorrow i already put in my two weeks (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, just for the hat. It's Amen. amazing. I mean, if, if I would hawk those on eBay if you could. Oh you know, yeah, if you get multiple. Yeah, uh-huh. fucking do it. Um. Anyways, so yeah, that's uh, that. I mean, I guess we'll go from. Might as well just stay on the Batman because Matt Reeves did an Esquire. I think it's Esquire mm-hmm. interview recently and said a whole bunch of stuff that I feel like is only going to fire up the Snyder fans. I don't know if this is happening on Twitter. I don't follow that crowd. I I will I will admit this. I haven't admitted it yet on this podcast. I have muted every Ooh. single word that is any relation to the Snyderverse. I did that years before i fucking uh got off twitter so <laughs> no yeah. i went ahead and did it so the only stuff that i see is from people who are like screenshotting it and then mm. complaining about it mm. i still follow some people in there because they are sane enough to love everything and it's yeah. not just like snyder is everything snyder is god snyder is the blueprint that's yeah. become a meme within itself um but I see some stuff, but I don't see everything. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but there has been a little bit of like a, oh, they really shit on Ben Affleck's grave here and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, grave? He's not even fucking dead. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, you know, it was at a point Ben Affleck was, you know, co-writing the Reeves story and he was mm-hmm. co-producing and now he's not even he's he's has zero attachment to this movie whatsoever. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah. So let's dive into it. So this quote from this interview is Matt Reeves. Uh, the title of this is that he Matt Reeves discusses Ben Affleck's The Batman script. So um, this is what Reeves says. I read the script and I read the script they had and it was totally valid a totally valid take on the movie. It was very action driven. It was very deeply connected to the DCEU with the other major characters from movies and other comics popping up. I knew that when I read this particular script, it was not the way I would do it. Oh, this is yeah, Esquire. Yeah, Reeves told Esquire. Uh, then he goes, I said, look, I think maybe I'm not the person for this. And I explained to them that I would I love this character. I told them that I have been um, that there have been so many great movies, but if I were to do it, I would make it personal so that I understood what was gonna what I was gonna be doing with it. Uh, so now that I know that they're uh, where they want to put the camera, so that I know um, what to tell the actors, so that I know where the story should be. Uh, this take, I told them, pointing at the script, is totally valid and exciting take. It's almost James Bondian, but it wasn't something that I quite related to, said Reeves. Um, so what I would like to do, if you're interested, is I would like to get involved and find a way to take the story and make it very, very personal and get to the place that I want to be to make the Batman story and give him the arc and the story that, uh, a story that'll rock him to his core. It wasn't going to be another origin, not with Ben already in the character, but that's what I do. Reeves told Warner Brothers executives. Uh, I think he says even more, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. Um... He said, Reeves was sure, however, they, they would be scared off as he explained when he could get uh, get to it. I said, but hey, there's uh, there's this other thing. It's why it's not going. Um, this is why I think you're not going to want me to direct this movie. I can't really tell you what the story is for months because I have to finish the Apes movies. And to my utter shock and surprise, they said, you know what? We really want uh, we really would like you to do this and we will wait. 
So Matt Reeves was so highly regarded that they were willing to wait months just to hear his story. So that's well, interesting. I think it really shows how much they wanted Matt because mm. people tend to forget. He at one point said, nah, I'm good. Walked away for like three yeah. weeks, almost like a full month. And then he was like, all right, I'll do it. Like, because there wasn't a hundred percent creative control at that point. Yeah. You could tell that they were like, Oh, it's Batman. This is our baby. We need to control everything. And yeah. he's like, Then I'm not your guy. Yeah. So like they they knew that whatever Matt is planning to do, mm -hmm. it's gonna be worth it. Yeah, I mean it looks it looks like it's gonna pay off, right? I won't lie, because one, I'm pretty sure Matt Reeves at one point said that his movie was gonna be in the DCEU. And now it clearly looks like it's not. Mm -hmm. So that kind of annoys me. But hearing that at least like Ben Affleck's take was going to be connected to the DCEU with other characters popping in stuff. That sounds pretty awesome. And why can't you still make it happen? You know, like just take that script and hire a new actor, put in Nightwing after a well, few years or something. I don't know. Well, what was that last line? It says that like they were gonna just like shelve it and put it away like wait for somebody better what was that last line no i mean are you talking about when he says when he's talking about the apes movies oh was it the apes movies that's in what he was saying you'd have okay, to wait because okay. okay. we're gonna he doesn't say they would shelve the movie so no, I, th I thought that he was saying oh you can put that script away and wait for somebody else to take it i was like fuck let's do it no he was like, just saying that he's he they could get somebody else to direct it yeah because it's not him but so, I mean, you know, I feel like that is going to upset some fans. But, like, at the same time, the person you should be blaming is Matt Damon, okay? Go blame his ass. He's the one that's taking credit for making Ben leave the Batman. So, <laughs> that, go blame him. Um, but didn't Affleck even come out and saying that, like, we weren't able to get something going or we weren't able to work it out or Yeah, no, shit? there is a lot of rumors, of course, he said, she said type stuff, um, mm -hmm. that he was kind of butting heads with Jeff Johns in the writer's room yeah. Uh, for what they really had a notion of who Batman was. And that's what kind of stopped him from making that movie. Yeah. Plus of plus the fatigue of what had literally just happened with justice league. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I think we'll move on from that. Cause there's, there's so much to talk about with the Batman this week. Uh, the next thing was, is, in that same Esquire uh, article, I haven't read this whole thing. I don't know if it's like long or whatever. It just seemed like a lot of information came out about it. Uh, I haven't read it personally, but I've gotten like the cliff notes. Uh, one thing we were discussing, I don't know if this was last week or, you know, a couple of episodes ago, but he says that the debt, um, let's see, he discussed in the film in a lot of general ways, but he does get specific about one thing that we won't see, the death of Bruce Wayne's parents. See, uh, this is something that we had discussed yeah. last episode. Okay, yeah. so I I don't know. I don't know. Like, because I'm pretty sure the quote says that everybody wants to do it or that everybody has done it or something like that. He says, like, we've seen it so many times, said Reeves. It's been done too much. I knew we couldn't do that. That's the quote. I still think, and... Not not saying in a douchebaggy way, like, oh, the director's wrong. He doesn't mm -hmm. know what he made in his own movie. And I'm just saying, like, 
people lie out of their ass when it comes to these press conferences in order yeah. for people to like see it on the screen and be like, oh shit, he lied. Um, yeah. I think that Pattinson's Batman will reminisce on that moment and we could possibly hear it, but not see it. That's what I still think. Yeah, I think we're going to get there. We're going to, they're going to talk about it. They're going to mention it for sure. It's, I don't yeah. think you can do Batman without hearing about, you know, the Wayne family. Uh, this was the other thing that I, I mean, the the Bruce Wayne parents thing doesn't bother me, but this next part I got kind of a little annoyed with because it says, also envisioned this time was a more realistic gear. The Batcave is based on a real world abandoned subway station in New York City, while Batman takes an even deeper inspiration. The Nolan films established that the Batmobile as a tank which was a brilliant idea, said Reeves. But I thought, wouldn't it be cool if this guy is a loner and a gearhead and fashioning these things himself, taking part other cars and kit uh, kit cars? So it's recognizable as a car this time, but it's like a muscle car, one that he's made himself. I'm like... When, in any story that you have read, has Bruce Wayne been a gearhead? I've read a lot, so there are really? times, yes, there are times that he has built things like that. Um, he's taken apart Batmobiles and put them in different things. I like that he pays somebody to work on this stuff, and it's somebody that he saved their life, and they're willing to die for Batman and not give up his secret. I like that take on it, because I mm -hmm. also believe that is from the animated series in one episode or two. Um, Sounds familiar, so. yeah. Yeah, so I like that. But yes, Batman is definitely, he's done it all. I mean, like, he's made the, he's worked on the Batmobiles, he's fixed them, all this kind of shit. Alfred's also done the same thing, mm -hmm. you know? So, I, yeah, I just don't know, like, I mean, we're not gonna fucking dive into it, but I, we've fucking preached about the whole realistic bullshit over and over on this podcast. And I'm just like, who fucking cares, bro? You're a crazy dude in a bat suit. Like, this shit isn't real. <laughs> okay, speaking of crazy dude in a bat suit. <laughs> so, not only has Reeves been talking about this movie, mm -hmm. Pattinson has been talking about this movie. He goes, there's a quote, I need to find it. But he goes, oh, I wasn't playing Batman. I was Batman. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Okay, Edward, get the fuck out of here what so that's a quote that's out there he was talking about it now one thing that i did find pretty cool he is doing his research he uh dropped a reference to uh massive phantasm as far oh, as nice. like the uh the tragedy of mm. bruce wayne you know not necessarily of the wayne family but of bruce wayne yeah. And he he talked about Mask of the Phantasm. So I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. that is quite possibly top five, if not top three of a lot of people's, you know, favorite Batman films. So yeah. really cool that he name dropped that there. Um, but yeah, when I saw that quote, oh, I wasn't playing Batman. I was Batman. <laughs> he's going to be one of those actors in a few years that is super method. Like he's going to have crazy stories about him and stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's he's trying to get so far away from Twilight as possible. But it's always going to be brought up, bro. You're never going to get away from it. Even Reeves brought it up. Yeah. Because he, 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 he says something like, oh, when I saw the backlash of or when I saw the reactions from Pattinson being uh, named as the Batman, 
Yeah. For those who were excited, I knew that they saw his work after Twilight. For those who mm. weren't, I knew that they had never seen him after Twilight. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that totally makes sense. But like, you don't have to freaking like, it's it, a donkey's a donkey, man. You you, yeah. you you know what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that Pattinson's a donkey. I'm just saying you you're spelling out the obvious. Yeah. Um, I. When he was first announced as the Batman, I was wanting to check out some of his stuff. And like since then, I just forgot. And I'm just like, eh, we'll see how it goes. You know? Yeah, I saw him in one or two things. Um, but the things I saw him in didn't really showcase like his crazy acting ability. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really want to go out because I watched this like super fucking artsy film where he was like in a relationship or possibly dating like Salvador Dali or some bullshit. And it was fucking out there. And I was like, (laughs) what? Like I'm talking about one of those hardcore art house films. That's like super just like whatever. And I'm just like, nah, like I love me the artsy shit. Like the stuff you see at the Oscars and even the stuff you don't see at the Oscars. Yeah. But sometimes like when a movie's not good, it's just not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And that one was just like boring. I was just like, I don't even think I finished it um so yeah it was it was not the best but anyways that's not the only thing pattinson said this week saying that he is the batman um i don't know if you have this article pulled up but you were the one that sent me that essentially now you sent me this i actually want you to talk about this because i have a different view on it so you were mentioning a quote that pattinson had about the batman dealing with killing maybe or wanting to kill so yes so and this also has everybody up in a tussle i kind of memed and trolled people with it i thought it was funny but the quote essentially says oh you know there's there's a difference between like killing somebody and beating the shit out of somebody wanting to kill them and then resisting to do so and i'm like nah dude like your intent is still there that ain't batman like Mm -hmm. that's just because there's don't get me wrong there has been animated movies i am pretty sure there has been in the actual movies where batman has said of course i've wanted to kill him Mm -hmm. but i don't yeah like you can possibly only say that with the joker maybe yeah but if you have that intensity towards every fucking thug and criminal in gotham yeah you're killing somebody i'm sorry like you're on the verge of just like one tiny mistake and we i i shared with you the conversation that i was having with a friend of mine Mm -hmm. uh with the argument of murder versus manslaughter yeah one is the killing of somebody with the intention. The other is killing somebody without the intent to do so. Mm-hmm. The thing is, they both involve taking somebody's life. Yeah. In which Batman, we know that Batman would do whatever he has in his power to prevent those actions from taking place. Yeah. And my friend was like, oh, well, if like it has to be situational. And he said 
the beginning of Be- of Batman Begins, not the mm-hmm. ending with Roz, because he was like, mm-hmm. when he let Roz die, that was shitty. That was fucked up. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. But when he was like in the League of Shadows and he like lit the training grounds on fire and like the roof fell on the person who was pretending to be Roz, mm-hmm. that is okay because his intention wasn't to kill him. Mm. No, I just well the thing is is like I don't know I I don't agree with that still, mm-hmm. um but I can see where he's trying to come from but there's enough source material out there that Bruce has done everything in his power not to kill people yeah. you know what I mean and so like I I don't want to comment on that because I have not seen that movie in so fucking long so I don't remember the context of it or how it happens, um but yeah I don't know like. The, the whole idea of like, oh, yeah, because we, we had this major conversation just a few months ago when Batman took the risk with uh, Namco or Nakano or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he like shocked him. He was like, oh, shit, like, I hope he survives this. Had he died, Batman would have been a murderer. And yeah. like, there's also I think some people get things confused with the idea of like murder is different from not being able to save everybody. You know what I mean? Like, Batman's yeah. no-kill rule doesn't mean that people are not going to die, that he's going to be able to save every single person. Batman knows people are going to die when he's trying to save them. Like, he knows that. Like, you know, he can't... You know, he can dodge a missile. Doesn't mean he can get that missile to dodge blowing up a building and causing problems. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. knows that. So that's a very different conversation. But yeah, this idea that it's okay... If, like, in certain situations, no. Batman wouldn't do it. There's enough content there established that it's not okay and that he wouldn't do it. Um, and and I just think, again, like, I don't understand what people's obsession with, with, I don't, and maybe it's something because they want to think it's okay. This obsession with the idea of murdering people is okay in certain situations. You know what I mean? Like, It's not, though. Like, yeah. I, again, it's the morality of things. Yeah. People have different morals. I understand that. But universally, the taking of one's life is bad. Yeah. And you know? and I, I agree with, I mean, going back to the patents and stuff, I think, because he mentions, you know, Batman's self-control is what keeps him from killing somebody. That is what makes Batman amazing. And so, like, I don't take it as, like, oh, this Batman's going to kill. But I think, all right, he's in the right mindset. Because I have said that if I was – because everybody always asks me, like, in my live stream stuff, if you were going to be a superhero, what would you be? I'd be like, I wouldn't be a superhero. I'd be an antihero. Because yeah. I would probably kill people if I had these kind of powers. Like, if I was Superman, I was like, you just touch a little girl. You pedal, boom, in the sun. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm tossing people into the sun. Like, I'd be an antihero. Like, I just yeah. know I would. But I think that's why I gravitate to Batman so much and I gravitate to all these other people. Oh, speaking I mean, of not being a hero, Pattinson also says Batman's not a hero. He's a complicated character. I don't think I could ever play a real hero. There's always... Oh my God, get off your al- soapbox. There's always got to be something a little bit wrong. I think it's because of... Uh, I think it's because one of my eyes is smaller than the other. What the fuck? <laughs> <sighs> I think Pattinson's trying to make me hate this movie, or at least make me try to hate him as Batman. 
That is just stupid. Batman's a hero, okay? I'm sorry. You're not going to fucking get that away from that. Ooh, I mean, shit. but I guess it goes down to the eye of the beholder, right? Like, we're reading the story right now where the kid doesn't think Batman's a hero. Yeah. So it comes down to that. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think the appeal of Batman that he doesn't kill, even in the craziest of situations, is what makes him a hero. Because yeah. any, I think, sane person would probably take out a murderer, right? Like, oh, this guy is going to keep killing. I'm going to kill him so he doesn't do it anymore. You know what I mean? But you become a murderer. Like, it's the same thing. Like, you are a murderer. Look, we praise that, you know, people that fight in the military, all of that kind of stuff, are, you know, heroes. Like, yeah, you're defending the country, all that jazz. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to definition, you took somebody's life, you're a murderer. You know? We don't call you that, but it's because it's your job. You know, You're, you're signing up for that. You should be taken better care of, but you're not. In this country, at least. Um, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of shit that, you know, it's it's all about um, optics, I guess. I don't know a better word for it. Because I don't want to say it's morale. But, like, we as a society are like, you know what? It's okay if military people do that. You know what I mean? We're okay with that. Um, but when it comes to fictional heroes that ha- can have the ability to do anything, I think you, you, put, them to a, you put them on a bigger pedestal, right? Um, so, but, yeah, at the end of the day... You know, you kill somebody, whether it's intended or not intended, it's still murder. Like, yeah. you know, oh, it was an accident. I mean, you, we got to see the parameters. If you were beating the shit out of them and they die, that's not an accident. You know what I mean? Speaking of uh, murder, uh, just in, um, a friend just sent me a video. Um, Urza Miller just threatened to kill the Ku Klux Klan. Okay. <laughs> Well, he's. <laughs> I just listened to it. It's like a forty-second clip. Um, he basically said, "Hey, all you KKK members, uh, you should go ahead and shoot yourself for all the stuff that you're doing right now, and you know what you did. Uh, and if not, uh, we'll go ahead and do it for you. Okay, bye." And then he like clicks off. I think it's like an Instagram freaking video. Oh my god! Right before <laughs> our flash, people. This is our flash. Like... Wow. Holy God. shit. See, and this is uh, why Batman's better than the Flash, you know? So This is why there's two Batman in the Flash movie. You He's like really troubled, man. I don't know what it is, man. I think he's just like he's just weird. Yeah. He's just he's just weird and kind of out there. Let's just hope that uh Pattinson doesn't get to that level of yeah. weird. But to be fair, or to play devil's advocate, you hear shit like that on TikTok all the time from normal people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That hate, just hate the KKK. I mean, granted, yeah. I don't give a fuck. If the KKK just disappeared, I'd be like, cool, awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a person of color, fuck them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's obviously a different spotlight when you're be, you're supposed to be playing a hero. You know what I mean? Um, but it is what it is. Yet, and look at this. We have fucking Flash over here, and Henry Cavill's just over here fucking painting models and shit, and we can't get him to be Superman. Like, you gotta be fucking... We got one guy that thinks he's fucking Batman, another guy that's saying to kill the Ku Klux Klan as our other hero, and Henry Cavill's over here just playing fucking video games in his fucking basement or some shit. Like, and you can't pick him to be Superman? Oh, like, shit. God. Uh. Either way. Um, yeah. Killing's bad, people. Don't do it. Batman shouldn't do it either. So if you think that, I don't know why he would be like every other character. If he yeah. killed, you know, I don't understand. I don't. Under- I'll never get this obsession of people wanting Batman to kill. It's well, here's 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 a question though. 
uh, Batman related, of course, uh, not the Batman related, but since we've talked a little bit about the Flash just now, do you think when we see Keaton, will he still be the murderous monster he was in Batman '89 and Returns? Um, maybe because it's Elseworlds, so you can kind of get away with that, and maybe there's a discussion of like, I mean, because Ben Affleck's going to be in this, he's murderous too, so like. True. They can relate to that unless they're going to bring in another Batman that doesn't kill, you know, and he's like, he's like, y'all killed? What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, uh, like oh, something shit. Like that. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, the cool thing about this is it doesn't have to be that particular Batman. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the one from that movie. So they could easily just retcon that he's not, he hasn't killed people. You know what I mean? And then, of course, that's good. There's going to be memes about it and be like, "Uh, is this you, bro?" That's I'm calling it right now. If he if they say that he doesn't kill somebody on Twitter, we'll be like, "Is this you, bro?" And it'll be the him dropping. It, it'll it, no, it'll be the clip of him tying the TNT to oh, the yeah, big there dude you go, there and you pushing go. him down. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one everybody loves to share. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll be something like that. I mean, they could easily retcon it. It it wouldn't really matter. Um. But you know, they could be like, "Yeah, I used to be just like you." He could say mm-hmm. that too, and I found you know a better way or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I don't want it. I mean, I I could easily see Matt Reeves as Batman at some point, killing too. Like I just could. I I think that uh, it could end his series. That could be the trilogy. He kills, and he's like, I can't be Batman anymore, and he walks away from it. I could see it because it hasn't been done, Clay. It hasn't been done in the movies. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't killed and then turned himself into the police. Oh, turning himself in? No, yeah. but I mean that's essentially what Christian Bale did. He fucking well, I mean he he killed fucking. Well, but Bale, but Bale's Batman used a tank Batmobile. Matt Reeves's Batman's using a one that looks like a muscle car, <laughs> so it's more realistic, you know. That Matt Reeves was realistic. It's a military fucking device. Like that's what they put out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Granted, you wouldn't. I mean. I was going to say, you wouldn't see that shit on the streets, but right now we're having like tanks go through fucking trains and shit to get shipped out to another country for World War Three. Like, yeah, you see it everywhere. So can you imagine that World War Three and you see the tumbler on the fucking field? <laughs> like, fuck. Oh, great. With the bat symbol on the side, go watch the Batman in theaters March 14th or whatever. Fucking killing people and shit. That's a new wave of advertising. Um... Yeah, a lot of Batman shit. Uh, I think that's everything regarding the Batman. I think we covered all the main stuff. Uh, Clay told me right before this, James Gunn has talked about his next project. Yes, he is not been said yet. Um, So the article here says James Gunn teases a second Suicide Squad series is on the way. Uh, Speaking with Deadline, James Gunn said that he isn't done with the Suicide Squad corner of the DCEU. We're going to work on something else now, another TV show that's connected to the universe, uh, but I can't quite say. Um, When asked directly if it was Peter Capaldi's character, the thinker, Gunn replied, I can't say anything. Uh, He said, uh, it is connected to the universe, and I don't think it will be the same genre as Peacemaker. Oh, more serious, maybe, maybe it won't be as much as a comedy as Peacemaker, but it will be in the same universe. So there you go. Answer your own question. Mm. Uh, Speaking from the set of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Gunn also shared 
that Peacemaker may indeed get a second season, saying that there is a really good chance of that. He went on to add that the show is doing extraordinarily well, and we're excited. Uh, We all like doing it, and we just need to uh, cross some T's and dot some I's, which is basically me. Yeah, so. he's he's DC for life after this, I think. I think the next 10 years of his career is going to be DC. Easy. I could I could easily see it. Yeah. Um there was let's be honest, now that I think about it, in Gunn's original concept art, uh he's not an artist, but he had it commissioned to throw the pitch. We've mm-hmm. seen that concept art Deathstroke was supposed to be a part of the Suicide Squad in that movie. Yeah. Do you think he would do something that's not connected to people he already did, though? Um, You could easily connect it, though, with mm. other characters that come in. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I will say, I think it might be easier for an audience to pick up if it does connect with somebody who's already been in the other movies. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I hope, dude. I'm waiting for somebody to make. Like, if you're gonna keep doing these villain stories, like Peacemaker. Granted, you know, Peacemaker's the hero. I want to see the Bat Family viewed as the villains, like as the antagonist in a series. Like, but see that. I know it was like a mistake of word usage. Yeah. But that right there, I feel like, is the main reason why WB and DC will not be for it, because it is be you're you're seeing Batman as the bad guy. Yeah, and you've all like in my mind, like with writing the success of Suicide Squad with mm-hmm. Gun, like you've already made people love these villains. So villains aren't going to fight other villains; they're mm-hmm. going to fight good guys. Which is why it should be done. It really should be. Yeah. But well, I do think is... that like when, when you say, oh, yeah, and Batman could be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Then you have the same guys that said, oh, Batman doesn't do that when, you know, yeah. going down on Catwoman. They'll right, be like, wise. oh, well, Batman's not a bad guy. So that can't be yeah. that can't be something that we do. But I think I think somebody like Gunn could do it because he's already so successful. If he pitched that, I think they would allow it. Because he's because the way you have to do it is like if they're like because the moment they hear bad guy they're gonna be like oh and then he's gonna be like wait he was all but this is because the villain thinks he's a bad guy but at the end of the story we're gonna find out Batman is actually watching him because of the real villain that is blah 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 and they work together by the end you know what I mean hmm. I still think and this sucks because to do it properly. You would have to do this over the course of a few films or at least a series. I still think you make Red Hood part of the Suicide Squad. Because I was not... Which, where the fuck is that book, by the way? The the Get Joker book? Yeah. Yeah, I thought about it this week, too. Where is that? It has just disappeared. Um, I kind of want to see if i can't get a hold of somebody who is closer to azarello and be yeah. like hey what's going yeah, on because i don't think they did it properly there either Mm-mm. like the way i would have done it no i don't think that's how i would have introduced him being a part of the suicide squad um but yeah i still think you put that as you know because he is 
the one that can kill, right? Like it's you could have him as his that's his re- rehabilitation um and make things better. Uh like make him be the hero at the end, you know what I mean? Uh cuz they've done it so many fucking times in the comics already anyways. Yeah. But for the most part, it is what it is. But I'm excited to see what Gunn's going to do. I do eventually want to see the Bat family as an antagonist character, but of course at the end they're, you know, they're heroes just like anybody else would be. Cuz like you're I'm liking it one. I'm liking a character played by John Cena, which is one the craziest thing out of this whole show. Yeah, that's like, wild. I'm enjoying Peacekeeper. Like somebody, you're getting me to care about a dude that's totally cool with killing kids. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. I, I play a lot of Apex Legends. Okay, so I use the <laughs> shotgun a lot. Uh, but anyways, moving on from talking about the Batman, there was more photos and a video that came out about Batgirl. Did you see these? Um, which video are you talking about? The one where she's like beating somebody up and running from the fire. Like, did you oh see yeah, that yeah, one? yeah, yeah. I, I so saw that one. Yeah, that yeah, one was yeah. kind of cool, but the photos of a bloody Batgirl looked pretty awesome. Yeah, she so, she is uh, what is the the terminology? She is uh, battle damaged. Yeah, yeah. So I I do think because we you know there are rumors that there is going to be you know the second suit. She's going to get caught in an explosion or like half of that suit's going to get caught on fire fighting um, Firefly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm really excited, man. A lot of stuff's lots coming out of that movie. We also learned that Michael Keaton's going to be filming in February, yes. uh, according to sources. Uh, the uh, Batgirl news yeah. uh, site on, on Twitter uh, just put out a photo, I think, yesterday that... Uh, 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 J.K. Simmons is already in uh, Glasgow, mm. so he's about to start filming his scenes as well. So a lot of stuff is is happening on the Batgirl set. I th- dude, I think that they are moving really quickly with this. I think they really do want a fall release yeah. of this movie. Yeah, because the thing is, it doesn't seem like there's going to be crazy amounts of CGI. It's going to be a lot of practical stuff. Mm-hmm. So cool thing with practical stuff is you don't got to wait for a lot of editing time so yeah unlike the avengers movies where you got to film on both at the same time because they're gonna fucking take forever to cgi Mm -hmm. and still look like ass um (laughs) but let's go ahead because we do have two big comic topics but i think we should knock out peacemaker and then jump to those before and then we'll hit up viewer questions as well but um yeah peacemaker so Still great in your book. It's still awesome. I loved it. It's it's still great. I I absolutely love it. Um, I usually watch these first thing, um, but because I have been working from home, I've just kind of been like relaxing. Yeah, and it wasn't like on my mind immediately, but I was like, oh shit, I still need to watch this. Um, I still like it's crazy. Just like you said, the fact that we are enjoying John Cena out of anybody. Being a anti-hero slash villain. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. So I I really dig it. Um Vigilante, I I'm getting used to because mm-hmm. like some of his humor, I'm just like, God damn it. Now I will say there was a joke in here that immediately when it started to happen, I was like, oh, there's the post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and then and then it immediately turned out to be the post credit scene. Yeah. Um and sometimes those works 
uh, th- those scenes work, um, but sometimes they don't. I don't think this one worked as well as the last one did. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like the duck in a uh, human costume or whatever yeah. it was last week. Uh, but it's still good. I, I still enjoy all of these characters. I do like how, uh, what's his name? John, the bigger dude, um, mm-hmm. was able to like basically make Peacemaker like him because yeah. they both enjoy poison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, no, oh. it wasn't poison. It was uh, some no. other band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the other band that they were talking about. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed that. Um, freaking the Terminator freaking Peacemaker's dad is still like, fuck dude. Like, yeah, like the plot is getting a, is getting bigger with mm. each episode. Yeah, and that's what I like, and I enjoy that because it's not just like a slapstick comedy with DC characters. It is legit story that you're like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen next? Um, the reveal of Mern as the butterfly, I will say, wasn't expecting it to happen so soon, but it happened at the end of this episode. Well, there's um, only three episodes left, so it had to happen soon. I guess, but I thought it would it was gonna be one of the last two episodes. That's what I mean. Mm. Okay. Not you the not the a, one immediately after. Yeah, you thought it was gonna be a the Tom King formula. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. Um yeah. So um there was some information about your favorite hero in this in so this episode. Stupid. So like uh, apparently, oh yeah, Superman he's definitely he, he's definitely into. <laughs> he has a poop fetish. Everybody's like, "What? Where the fuck are you getting this stuff?" And he's like, "Google." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "It's not true." Oh, are you saying you're smarter than Google? Well, yeah. congratulations. So I thought stupid. that was kind of cool. I was like, I was like, yes. I was like, back to back Batman shit, and then Superman. I was like, all right. I was like, I'll take the Batman one though. I was like, he came out a little bit more clean than Superman did on that one. Um, but yeah, I thought that was fucking funny. Uh, yeah, I think just overall, this was this had James Gunn stamped on this episode when they went into that warehouse and he just started blowing people's heads off, and they showed the butterfly coming out of the dis- discarded, destroyed face. I was like, that is super James Gunn right there. Like, oh, yeah. that was awesome. And I thought it was so dope. And it made so much sense that he had an x-ray helmet. And he was using that to destroy these people. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> no, the, the fact that she was like, I thought you said you were going to give me a warning. Yeah, I blew their fucking brains out. That was <laughs> the warning. <laughs> so, like, that was awesome. And then it turned into this big, like, action sequence, which was really cool. And uh, obviously, again, dude, it blows my mind that Peacemaker, like, Peacemaker is so far and beyond well done compared to how Titans is. You know what I mean? It is. I wouldn't even. This is fucking a $100 bill while fucking Titans is the dirty side of an old fucking penny. Like, it is not the same coin. It is two completely different worlds. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And like, I, we were all hoping that HBO Max was going to turn around Titans. And I, it's like they kept the whole team. Like, you know, mm. you got to just fucking get rid of a lot of people sometimes. Anyways, I'm glad that didn't happen with this show. Because I think that's something we were worried about. Like, oh, if Titans sucked, like, is this going to be good? Um, but anyways, I thought that was awesome. I love that they set up 
something that was very practical, like, oh, yeah, it makes sense that he has a helmet with x-ray vision to kill these things, which set up the ending, which yeah. was her just fucking around with the helmet and be like, oh, this is fucking crazy. As soon as she put it on, I was like, oh, yep, fuck, she's going to see it. And I was expecting her to get away. Yeah. But it leaves you on that cliffhanger. Yeah, which was uh, good. I thought that yeah. was good. Uh, because is one of the team members going to show up at the end? You know what is I mean? Is she going to die? Yeah. You know? Be pretty. Yeah. That would be nuts. That would be crazy if she does die. Yeah. But is he going to... I was getting really confused with this guy. Because obviously... Because remember how he said he's changed since like back in the day or whatever? Mm-hmm. So he was mentioning that before the whole you know they took down that governor dude or the senator guy right yeah, yeah that's yeah. when we we're assuming he got because we never see it we're mm-hmm. assuming that's when the butterfly infected him and he's uh you know he's turned but in this one he was at con- having conversations with that guy who framed still framed peacemaker's dad or whatever yeah and I was just like, he was mentioning, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm not as brutal as you were in in so-and-so area. He was like, I get the job done or whatever, you know what I mean? And uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. I was like, wait, I was like, is he a good butterfly? Like, I questioned that for a little bit, but I think wording-wise, he has not always been a butterfly. No, I don't think so either, but crazy, just because this would be the most comic booky shit ever, and it's James Gunn. I think Waller knows that, that Mern he is. is a butterfly. And she has already told Harcourt. Ooh. But would that it to make it re or to make it believable in my eyes, Waller would have to have evidence before putting the team together. So here's the thing. You think that he's not always been a butterfly. I I feel like it happened at the senator's house. I think it happened before then. Okay. Because there's the precedent of, oh, whenever we get close to a butterfly, some super government official fucking just gets uh, their hands into stuff and starts Mm -hmm. fucking shit up. And so I was thinking, oh, well, if that's the case, and this is dealing with Waller, what if Waller knew mm-hmm. that Mern was a butterfly when she recruited him and kind of played dumb so that way Mern would think, oh, we're getting inside like a top secret fucking government agency? Yeah. This will be great for the butterflies mm-hmm. and using him as fucking bait to fucking do all this shit and then her keep Hartcourt in the know. Because Hardcore at times, she is the loner in this series. Yeah. And I think it's because she feels like she has to in order to not screw things up with Waller. Mm-hmm. More, more so than she already has, quote unquote, with what happened at the end of the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. But the thing is, a lot, I mean, I, I think all of that could happen. I could see it happening for sure. Mm-hmm. As long as they explain it, I don't give a shit. But... It seems right now she's doing more with Peacemaker than anything. Because we saw in this episode that they planted a diary or something like that. Yes, that is something I'm interested in. Um, Because we haven't really seen a whole lot of story with uh, Adebayo. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And the stuff that we have seen is very like, like it's very small snippets of stuff. Yeah. And then this episode was Waller like, hey, did you plant the diary? She's like, no, Mm -hmm. not yet. And you're like, what the fuck does that even mean? And then we actually see it in this episode and you're like, well, that doesn't even fucking look like something Peacemaker would have. Like, honestly, it looks a little childish and silly. Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, that's fucking what Peacemaker is. Maybe it's costume. (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, no. but uh, I actually have the episode uh, playing in the background here, mm-hmm. um, and it has reminded me. Did you know they set up the gorilla in a previous episode? No, but I saw an article mentioning a gorilla, so I expected a gorilla in this episode. So, so there is. Uh, I can't remember which scene it was, but in a previous episode. Uh, Chris, of course, mm-hmm. Peacemaker, goes into his house and on the TV, they're talking about how the zoo is missing a gorilla. Oh. And everybody was like, oh, that's Gorilla Grodd. That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. No, in fact, it was a butterfly that had it infected at a gorilla. Yeah. And fucking John just fucking destroys it with a fucking chainsaw. Yeah vigilante's all pissed off about that he's like isn't it kind of convenient that when i wanted to kill something with the freaking chainsaw now yeah. john was able to do it it feels like he's trying to get on my shit man and, yeah <laughs> and what is i Peter did doing? i did oh, my bad my go for it no I, I think they were talking about nicknames and he, and he yeah. called what if oh, uh thimble, thimble or something yeah he's yeah. like always thimble man yeah always thimble uh i thought that was gonna be vigilante's like goal you know what i mean i thought that was gonna be his twinkie from zombie land was killing somebody <laughs> with a chainsaw you know what i mean yeah so i kind of hope he gets to do it by the end of the season mm-hmm. because it's what he's like i've all it's all like i've never been able to do it like i want to do that you know so i hope he does it in the final episode or something with a chainsaw and kill somebody but if they're just like ruining it with by having john do it i'm like ah oh, that kind of sucks because that could have been his twinkie you know what i mean um you know characters having something they want to do like i really enjoy that kind of shit but overall man the episode is fire i thought it left like a really good cliffhanger and uh i'm excited you know i i we have three episodes left now hopefully a season two obviously and also everybody on the cast Mm -hmm. i believe so far has not been able to actually watch the finale really yes it has been known uh the guy who plays uh peacemaker's dad mm-hmm. uh he uh has a quote out there that said that not even he has seen the finale and it, it, oh, that's it cool. is it is apparently a thing that they have not seen the final edit hmm so i'm really hoping it ties into blue beetle that would be awesome yeah no i said that on your stream uh i don't know if it was last night or the night before yeah oh yeah uh, i mentioned this in discord we had this discussion in discord so but, it's, uh, we haven't talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, we have not. Um, yeah. Peacemaker and Blue Beetle were both purchased by DC Comics um, from a imprint called Charleston Comics. And this is the same place where the question came from. Uh, and I think technically it was the Watchmen characters as well um, that kind of fell into that. Hmm. Uh, but... Uh, I was reminded of an episode. This is not my uh, uh, prediction whatsoever. I have seen this uh, coming from a listener of DC Alliance, my other show, 
uh, he uh, joined us live on YouTube and he was talking to us in the chat. Um, he said that uh, there was the little piece of alien tech that happened at the very uh, end of episode one. And you saw it in episode two mm-hmm. of Peacemaker, where eventually when uh, I think it was Peacemaker himself dealing with it in his bed or whatever, when they were all fucking naked or whatever yeah, from yeah. orgy. And he like opened it and it was a freaking uh, spaceship because mm-hmm. I think that's like in a concept art or something or, or some kind of flashback or whatever. Those are the butterfly spaceships. OK, but it resembled in the way that it shifted and morphed. It reminded me of the scarab yeah. from Blue Beetle. Yeah. And I believe in is it Young Justice? He mm-hmm. fights another scarab guy right and the ships yeah. look kind of like that too yeah so yeah that would be pretty interesting man I, I hope that happens um but yeah P- peacemaker awesome i'm down to keep watching it it's great i hope yeah. we get more series like that um i'm wondering when they're gonna start filming the batman one because we haven't heard shit about that Mm-mm. so that'll be pretty interesting um but i think that's it for that now we have a lot of comic news First thing is, we're going to, because I think I'm going to go off on one of these. So I do want to mention that a character we have been, Clay sent me this, and he was like, hey, don't look on the internet, but you got to guess. And I was like, what? He was like, a character we want to come back is going to come back. I don't even know who the fuck I was saying. Let me let me actually look. Um, let's see but, here. Um, I'm looking right I was now. To, I was trying to look for the actual photo you sent me, and I couldn't find it. So uh, I'm looking like, at our uh, text right now. Uh, it was like, I, I couldn't find it. It wasn't in Discord, was it? I don't think it was in Discord. Because I was trying to find it. And I was like, uh, I know he sent it to me. I am pretty sure I texted you. What the fuck? Right? I'm so confused by it. I was like, where the fuck is it at? Because I know you had sent it to me. Well, it wasn't weeks ago, was it? There's no way. There's no way it would have been weeks ago. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it. I was just like, um, okay. But yeah, I don't know what happened to this messages. Because I could have swore like anyways, well, I was uh getting uh I was submitting questions. Oh, I got it right here. I got it right oh, here. It? So I said, Hey, guess who's coming to Detective Comics? No cheating, just guess. Like a character or a writer? I said character. You said peacemaker. Nope. Ghostmaker, no. Uh, are they cool? Do they suck? Yeah. This is this is everything Juice is saying. I said we have been wanting this character to come back for D uh, to DC for a while, and he put in like the the thinking emojis. I was like, he's not gonna fucking guess it. Let me go ahead no. and just drop the article. I wouldn't have. And yeah. it says here, here's the quote: "There's no easy fix to the pain Gotham Girl has been through, and this story ex- ex- examines." Uh, that in a meaningful way and juice was like what mm-hmm. so this is going to be a backup story in detective i believe starting in issue shit i think it was after shadow of the bats right yes yes after shadow of the bat and it is starting in 1059 is the start of it. So 1059, we are on issue 1050 mm-hmm. right now. So 
in I want to say like two, two to three months. Yeah, because we are getting weekly Detective Comics right now, so mm-hmm. I think we will get it relatively soon. Uh, so how do you feel, man? We're getting Gotham Girl back. I'm down. I mean, I won't. I'm excited until I read the story and it sucks. Uh, that's when I won't be excited. You know what I mean? <laughs> it does look like she has a new costume okay. um, in the photos that she is being put in. Uh, it's like this weird, like, raincoat looking thing that, mm-hmm. like, goes over her shoulders and, like, it buttons, like, near her chest. And it just looks like a giant poncho. And I'm just like, ah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I but. haven't seen anything from it. Um, but for the most part, I'm excited. I'm down. As long as I hope they just don't go with the typical story of like, she lost her powers or like some bullshit. It's like that. apparently supposed to be tackling mental health. Okay. Interesting. And we know she's been through some shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, we've always been asking like, what, you know, where has she been? Where the fuck? Why don't they use that character? And, uh, oh yeah. On top of that, it was funny because something else is we see is, I think it's going to be in Batman one twenty one. Um, Williamson is bringing back Ghostmaker, which I was just like, you asshole. Yeah. I was just like, come on, man. It's like, just when I thought a shitty character was going to die and go away. Yeah. I had to bring him back. Um, anyways, I'm excited for Gotham Girl. I want to see what they're going to do. I don't really know, but, you know, her dealing with mental health, I'm totally down with that. So, that's pretty awesome. Um, the next story is, you sent me this as a tweet, and you said, what are your thoughts on this? Because it was Jimmy Pagliotti, right? Talking about, it seems like people are tired of Batman. Uh, do you have it pulled up? I don't know if you have the actual quote. Yes, I have the quote here. He did send out this tweet. says, so my local comic shop is telling me that customers are having Batman burnout, that there are way too many Bat titles out there now, and a lot of people are cutting pre-orders, losing interest, and looking for other titles to buy. Anyone else notice this? Question mark. And he says, personally, I want more Alfred titles. And <laughs> I shared this with a group of friends. And then I shared that comment, the yeah. Alfred titles. And I was like, no, that's not the direction I want either. Because <laughs> no. the one Alfred title we got was not yeah. great. Pennyworth sucks. Uh, it's so hard to read. Um, yeah, I agree 100% as a hardcore Batman fan. I even started dialing back what I was buying because there was too much. And I sent this, I believe I sent this to Clay. I blame Scott Snyder and Tynan. They're, they did this. Because Tynan, not only did he have his Batman run going, he branched out and did all of these other titles with Batman. He was all like, I'm going to do a Joker one. We're going to do this Arkham whatever thing. We got some stuff for Ivy coming down the way. We got all this other shit that's going to be happening. Like, he just blew it up and tried to do as much as he could without, again, focusing on Batman. He just mm. brought in all of these other characters. Scott Snyder was all like, what stupid shit can I make with Batman? Yeah. And we got a monster truck, a dinosaur, a horse, or whatever the fuck he was doing. In all of Gotham yeah, was Batman's soul. Like, it was weird. Um, I, I screenshotted a couple of these 
uh, responses in case people had decided thought like, ah, maybe I should delete this. Mm-hmm. I went ahead and screen- screenshotted some of them. Uh, one person says, I'll be honest. I've been burned out of Batman for over a decade. I love his uh, supporting cast a lot, but it seems that there is way too many books to try and keep up with right now. Uh, somebody else says, not the comic store trends, but the bat uh, glut is o- uh, oppressive. I get that there's a movie coming out and the Robin birthday and uh, in some weeks, 80% of DC's output is Batman family related. And that is something we have been saying. Yeah, I think it was December of 2020 alone that was 50 plus Batman related comics being released by DC Comics. Yeah, that is way too much. Yeah, way too much. I'm sorry. Like the idea of having Batman as a solo title, Detective Comics, and then a book of every single Bat family member should be all that you need. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be like, oh, well, you know, we should also have Batman Urban Legends and have, like, three to four books or issues or stories going on at once in that issue. Like, there is way too much shit, like, related to Batman here. Yeah. Because don't, like, I understand that you can say, oh, well, if you don't want to read it, you don't have to buy it. That is 100% true. But there is a point of the market being, Hey, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this person who wants to collect everything Batman. Mm -hmm. And we're going to put 40 something books out every single month. And his budget is only, let's say a hundred dollars. Well, you do the math there, bud. that's not going to get everything. And he's going to feel obligated to make cuts to get more stuff, you know, do whatever. And that's just really shitty. Yeah. Like keep it reasonable. Yeah, I agree. I think I we've said this multiple times. Maybe the only main characters that get weekly books are the people in the Justice League. And all the side characters get, you know, they get a trade every, you know, three or four months. And yeah, you buy those the, trades. The manga out. route. We've we've yeah. talked about this plenty of times. Yeah. Yeah. And um, because yeah, I I've even said that I think I'm gonna stop collecting trade paperbacks. I mean, not trade paperbacks, uh single, like loose the, the whatever. Yeah, yeah. The floppies. You know, I think I have a couple. I got called by my comic shop to yesterday, and I was like, oh, fuck, it's been a month already. Um, but I was like, what do I have? I was like, what has been coming out? Like, yeah. so I'm just like, I have to go look because they have a bad habit of throwing other Batman stuff in there and not putting what I want in there. So mm-hmm. I have to go check. But um, because, yeah, they were throwing in what they're throwing in some bullshit that I was like, I don't want that. Get that out of here. Um, but yeah, I got to go cancel that pretty soon. Because I don't even think I have all the human targets. I think they missed out on a few. And I'm just like, well, there's no point now because y'all are going to charge me like six bucks to get the back issues. Yeah. So I'm just going to wait until a trade comes out. Uh, I think I'm just waiting for Batcat to be done. I have a majority of Supergirl. Um, it's essentially all Tom King stuff. So um, we'll see what happens. And if, if a good issue cover comes out, I'll go buy that issue. Like, you know, and just frame it or something. But uh batman fatigue 100 real i i agree um it's you know we was it majority of 2020 we just shat on batman most of the time or was it 2021 2021 2021 was a shitty year right yeah um 
And we did that. I mean, go back and if you've been with this podcast long enough, you know that we were shitting on the books for so long because nothing was good. But when we finally got that one good story, we we're like, oh my god, it's not great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was fucking great. At the um, end of the fucking year, man, it was yeah. like, who knew that Batman could be so good? Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> insane. So I think they should cut it back. You know, just have some of your best writers writing Batman and. And every once in a while, give a new writer a chance. And then, like, yeah, yeah. let's have him do this. But um, I think Urban Legends and stuff like that, you could make those just trades. They don't need to be, like, single-issue comics. Like, just make them a trade with, like... You should do it the way World was done. Like, Legends should be yes. like that. And you're, it's just going to be like, hey, we're going to do 10 Batman stories in this book with cool art for the cover. It's going to be a hardcover. Boom, that's it. You buy that for different stories, and you're like, okay, cool. Because the thing is, then you can make, like, gothic type of covers for urban legend. Like, yeah. that would be kind of cool, you know what I mean? And I think it's just all the way you the way you sell it. Because, like, the idea, like, it always looks cool to have a bunch of books in your background, and if they look cool, you're just like, damn, those look awesome. You know what I mean? So I think they need to kind of go that route instead of, uh, you know, constantly just like, oh, yeah, anything that has Batman on it's going to sell. You know what I mean? And yeah. do other characters. Like, come on. Like, Blue Beetle. Why fuck do Blue Beetle? If you're trying to make him your Spider-Man, you might as well start pushing him like hardcore. So, yeah. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. But let's move on to the most heated thing of the fucking week that came out. Because I... Whoo! This... <laughs> I preached about this shit on the last episode after we read Catwoman. I said, I get a vibe that they could be trying to... Maybe break up Batman and Catwoman with this new character that came around that looks like a Wish version of Ghostmaker. And Ghostmaker is already a Wish version of fucking Deathstroke. So yeah. I don't know what this makes this guy. But there was a cover that came out for Catwoman 42. Mm -hmm. And it was, it at first glance, it looks like she's kind of like lovingly having her hand around this guy and hit her arms behind her back, like in kind of a sensual kind of pose. And it's all, I was like, whoa, 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 no. And, but I also know that B covers are bullshit. Like, and I don't know if this is going to be the main cover or the B cover or whatever, but there's always a bunch of liberties. Look at one of the last uh, Batcat issues where it had her hugging the Joker you know, like lovingly, but he she had like diamonds in her hand or something like that, right? Like yeah. somebody could have easily taken that and been like, oh my God. Because there's a lot of people that are insinuating that they're going to hook up in the book or some bullshit, which is not the case. But they're like, look at the covers and they're like buddy, buddy and all this kind of bullshit. And that didn't happen or it hasn't happened in, in King's Run at all yet. So this could be the same thing. So I wasn't trying to get like super bent out of shape about it. And a lot of people were like, oh... It could be like a lot of people didn't like this cover because it makes it makes it seem like Catwoman is in a submissive like pose or whatever. BDSM, but some people, like yeah, I mean, but she's already she does that with her just clothing on because like that's just the fucking you know the the <laughs> the uniform. Yeah. Um, but anyways, in this thing, it's because like people are like maybe she's gonna be hurt or something, and it he's holding her arm back, you know what I mean, and like choking her. That's kind of be gonna be what the thing. But a lot of people did not like this cover like the bat cat fandom on reddit and on twitter was not a fan of this and i even tweeted at the writer i was all like yo i just read i think what is it a uh, hill what is that person's name teeny teeny something 
Teeny Howard. Teeny Howard. I was all like, loved Teeny Howard's first issue of Catwoman. I'm excited about the future of the book, but I do not hope. I don't know. I'm, I'm, this is not verbatim. But I was saying, like, I hope with this cover art, this is just some random B cover, and it's not another writer trying to split up Batcat for the sake of their story. Uh, Clay let me know that she's probably not on Twitter anymore because she got a lot of hate in the past. Mm -hmm. So she didn't respond. Nobody responded to it or anything like that. And it doesn't look like she's been active since, like, August. So I don't yeah. expect her to see that. Um, but... I'm gonna be. I, I said it all last week. I will be pissed if this happens because there's no point for it. It's yeah. just gonna make it seem like Catwoman can't control herself and she just has to hook up with people or whatever. When you don't need that at all. I just, I just hear whenever I look at that cover, I hear the uh, the TikTok noise uh, or sound uh, from the Kevin Hart uh, comedy special. I didn't know this was a whorehouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like I and I went back and I've read the synopsis for the next two issues. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mention anything like this happening. And yeah. I don't know if they would do anything like that. But I feel like Batcat breakup is something they would fucking sell to the moon. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, for good or bad reasons. Some people might buy it for just that or whatever. But I think fundamentally, which the contrast here is fucking hilarious because when this came out, Clay Mann also dropped a cover or something the same day. And Tom King was like, do you see it? And I will be completely honest. The first time I saw it before you even said anything to me, mm -hmm. my fucking phone was like this close to my fucking face. Yeah. And I was like trying to focus on every single piece of this <laughs> fucking picture. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is it? And I, was, and I was like, Abby, do you see anything like weird about this picture? She's like, oh, it looks like a ring. And I was like, <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Women will find it. If it's a wedding ring, they'll find it. Um, so, yeah, the cool thing is, is there's this photo of Batcat out there that Clayman put out there. And it's in front of a light pole. And there's the moon behind them. And it's supposed to insinuate a wedding ring. And Clayman, in his... Because I don't know if this is going to be the 11, like 11, like the penultimate episode or issue or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's going to be uh, the cover for it or not. But Clayman put little emojis of a bat, a cat, and a wedding ring. And Tom King also put it out there. He's like, do you see it? And so I'm like, are we going to finally get an official wedding thing in Bad Cat? Because remember, this was supposed to be the final issues of his 100-issue run. Mm -hmm. And he always planned for this to happen. So is he going to finally be able to do it? Especially in a world where DC is like, everything's canon. So it doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, people will love this. But at the same time, if this happens and then Teeny Howard does this, people are going to fucking riot. Yeah. If you finally get Batcat and then you do some bullshit like this. So... I, this is what I was afraid of. Because, like, I love me the sexy. I love me the degenerate shit. It seems like Teeny Howard's lead, leaning into the sexy with Catwoman. I'm totally fine with that. But you can do the sexy stuff without having to do the adultery adultery shit. 
Like you don't need to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same thing when I like read manga and stuff and there's all these people here like, I want to see so-and-so get with these people. And I'm like, no, there's a perfectly good relationship right there. Why do they have to fucking cheat on their spouse and all this shit? I understand if they're a character that's trying to do that kind of shit, but like, why do you always got to do this? I don't know. There's, there's, there's this fascination with people loving people cheating blows my mind. <laughs> Like it's fucking weird. It's weird. If they're seeing, just make the character single, just have them break up and let them do whatever the fuck they want. But this, I, I don't like it. I don't, I hope it doesn't turn into this. And I hope this is just one of those covers that you're just like, oh, I gotta buy it because it looks, well, maybe some people think it looks sexy or they just think like, oh, it's going to be controversial, you know? And that's mm-hmm. why they're selling it. That's totally fine. I don't give a shit. But if this is the story they're going with, I'm going to be pissed. And if it's bad enough, I will drop the book. So fuck it. Don't care. Don't care. Oh, you want to? We've been covering Catwoman for so long, DC, and we will continue to cover it. But you pull this shit, I'll be like, "Fuck this! I don't want to read this book anymore." So, holy we'll shit! Pause real quick. I mean, we're still doing the podcast. Yeah. I just saw Juice freaking pull out a pen from what I think is our old job. Oh yeah, dude! I stole so many pens from our old job. <laughs> My whole desk is full of pens. I stole so many pens. Yeah, because I would take a new one every day and just put them in my backpack because I was like, oh, I don't have one. Or like I would leave them in my car and I'm like, ah, whatever. That's awesome. They were free. <laughs> you know, they were like, you have to have a pen. You have to have something to write with. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, and I got one. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I got a shitload. Nice. I haven't had to buy pens in years. So, <laughs> so you know, plenty. Oh, shit. Anyways, uh, is there anything on. else as far as comic news, though? Or is that it? No, that's all the big shit, to be honest. Now we have just uh, viewer questions. And yes. um, let me double check. I want to double check the YouTube because remember, yeah, so guys, for those the- listening, uh, I know that recently Juice has uh, made it an official announcement on his YouTube channel. Went to go yeah. watch that yesterday. That was um, so if you are new to our channel listening to this, just want to say thank you. This segment, we do take listener questions. If you have a question uh, for really anything, just go ahead and put it down in the comment section. We will read it here on the show. Um, It doesn't necessarily have to be Batman related, but of course, this is a Batman podcast. Uh, Doesn't have to be. It it could be books, movies, animated, whatever. Um, And we will read it and answer it here on the show. Um, As far as... I always sign into my freaking... I have them uh, here. Okay, cool. Um, get the ones from Discord, though. But one I want to point out first, because I don't remember it. I, I'd have to go back and listen to the podcast. Like, I don't re-listen to our shows after we're done, because we talked for so long, yeah. and I lived it. Um, but James over here says, disappointed in the race-swapping crap. It's lazy. They should come up with new characters and ideas by diversity. Did we talk about... Is it just because I used the Batgirl cover? I think it's because I, I even asked race swapping. What are you talking about? Barbara? Question oh, mark. I don't see your comment here if you did. Oh, I, I did comment on there. Um, I replied to him. Um, so he, I guess that's what I mean. There's been a lot of people that have not been OK with Leslie Grace being uh, Barbara yeah. uh, for that one reason. And I'm just like, dude, sorry. She's Afro Latina. She she has all of my love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm down for it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, looking at the Discord, we have two 
<laughs> Nevik he freaking posted like literally almost an hour ago. I should have said something. Oh, um because he was my like question. he's like forgot to ask my question. Um but uh Lucas kids do of course uh asks what would your pitch for a non-Bruce Wayne Batman story if we don't see Batman survive the death of the Justice League? Uh, before we jump into that, I just want to say, uh, for anybody that does have a problem with new characters, that we should come up with new characters and new diversity for comics. Uh, how many fucking comics have you bought with new characters that are diverse? That's we, the thing. That's the whole We point. covered I Am Batman. We are still covering I Am yeah. Batman. And we've I've said it. I've looked at the numbers. That book is not doing great. But because it's Ridley Scott... They're going to do the exact same thing that they did with Bendis. They spent a lot of money on these people. Mm -hmm. They're going to let them tell their stories no matter how much it's not selling. Yeah, and the thing is, is if you want to preach this and you want to have this mindset and say it's lazy or whatever, then your ass should be buying those books, whether you think they're good or not. And yeah. we talked about this before the Black Batman thing happened. We were like, if it's not a good story, it's going to crash and burn which I think that's kind of what's happening because it hasn't been a great story. But yeah, if you have that mindset out there, ladies and gentlemen, your ass better be buying these books. That's all I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, when comics were being made, nobody was being made to look like us. Like, it just wasn't the case. Everybody was fucking white. Everybody was. And so if you want to make it a modern day thing, that's the reason why they just race swap stuff. Because one, you guys are barely buying Batgirl books as it is. Mm -hmm. so like they're just gonna be like fuck it we just want different representation here and they do it and there's not a problem with it as long as the character stays true to the character it's not a fucking problem um and granted there are certain characters we've had this argument before black panther stays that way because people like, why don't you switch out black panther that's always the first comeback they're like because it's real in that but some people even people of color i make the same argument that's why i think bruce wayne should always be white because he comes from old money it's just mm -hmm. that's realistic. Same thing. Black Panther comes from part of the world. Blah, blah blah. We've had this discussion a million times. Go back and watch the old podcasts. But yeah, definitely something we've talked about. So uh, yeah. Anyways, going back to Lucas's uh, question that he had here. Um, a I mean, did Grayson right away? Right? Like automatically? That's what he's saying, right? If Bruce Wayne dies, if like, Bruce Wayne dies from the Death of Justice League story that is coming out. In yeah. March. What story would you pitch for a non-Bruce Wayne Batman story? I have a cop out, but mm -hmm. I kind of want to see it happen. Okay, go for it. So with the very much use of a lot of non-Bruce Wayne Batman characters recently, mm -hmm. we've seen Nightwing still better than it in it better than it it has always sold we've seen um a lot of love for damien and tim drake we've seen a lot of love for the bad girls i would love to see battle for the cow 2.0 but this time around like we like i don't want it to be verbatim you know mm -hmm. i don't want it to be like the same thing you know I want it to be different, but I do want a battle of the cow. Yeah. Like, and I will say this, there has been some shade that has been thrown to some other characters. We'll talk about it when we read some or talk about some books this week. Yeah. But like, 
I kind of would want like fucking Jace to come around be and they'd be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I do want something of the of a battle of the cow, but I would want Damien to win. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. It's just it the only issue I ever have with Damien taking over the mantle is he's a wee baby. He's just a wee baby. And uh, I just don't find him intimidating. And I don't think he'd be like, it's a different from wearing the Robin suit and wearing the bat suit. You know yes. what I mean? Huge yes. thing. And like, I can understand that if they were all older, but yeah, I just don't know if I would believe that because remember when we were reading deceased or whatever, and he looked kind of dorky in the bat he, suit. He did look like a very scrawny fucking bat. He, yeah. he looked like Pattinson's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he was cosplaying as Batman. <laughs> but I think that, like, I genuinely think, because with Deceased, there was different circumstances, fucking zombie apocalypse and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I think that if Bruce was legit dead and Damien would have to come to terms with that, mm-hmm. I think it would mean a lot more. Like, I know Williamson yeah. is trying to touch up on those, like, oh, you know, I'm not talking to my dad, but I still take his responsibilities on me and like all of his teachings and all of that you would get a lot of that reflection in like the narrative of the book and i think that would be kind of cool yeah i would want a story of dick grayson finally taking the mantle and not and and appreciating it that's what i think i would want because it's always been like i don't want to be him i don't want to be him but I yeah. want him to come to a realization as like, I understand why he did it. And it's, it depends on how Batman dies, right? Like mm-hmm. if Batman dies in a tragic way and like maybe Dick Grayson sees it, like he becomes the new Bruce Wayne, you know what I mean? And granted, he can do it his own way. He'd be like, I will be Batman, but I'm going to do it in my way. You know what I mean? And then he just dons the suit. And will he continue? I'd be curious to see if he tries to mimic Batman and try to keep that you know nature alive because... Nightwing's more of an acrobatic fighter, where Batman's more of a bruiser kind of character, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if he would try to change up his style or what would happen there. But um, yeah, I think it would be, um, I don't know. I've always wanted to hit him to take over the mantle, but like do it willingly. You know what I mean? Because it's always been, he's been very reluctant to. And he's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But I would like to see a story where he accepts it. So I think, because then I would love to see like, and especially if it's Damien, he's like, I know you don't want to do it and all this jazz, or you maybe, you know, a part of your heart doesn't want you to do this, but like, you know, you were his first son. Like yeah. that would be fucking huge. And then he was like, and I'll always be your Robin. You know what I mean? Until you're ready to give up the mantle. I think that'd be kind of cool. And yeah. then fucking Jason Todd and, you know, fucking Drake are over there like, what about us? And they're like, fuck you guys. Nobody cares about y'all. <laughs> like, Get out of here. Especially you, Drake. Um, but anyways... So yeah, that's kind of what I would go with. Uh, I did message Nevik and he sent in his question. So um, he says, uh, I wanted to ask like a trivia question about the comic book uh, in here. Uh, when Scarecrow tricks the Joker and uses fear gas on him, what does the Joker end up fearing in Detective uh, 664? Uh, wasn't sure if it was okay to ask uh, to both of y'all. Uh, 664 is a long time ago. Detective Comics 664. That's but like, like that is I am pretty sure that is like close to nightfall. Yeah. It's like right there. I 
I feel like the only thing Joker fears is the Batman. But it's been so long since I've read. I just typed in 664. Like, that's going to give me something. Um, let's see. Batman. I think that's technically cheating because it was a trivia question. <laughs> oh, well, fuck it. I cheat. That's what we're doing here. Because um, I just don't know like if I've read this in so long. Because I mean, I just don't know. The thing is, he's not—he's not here to give us the answer. So I know he really like, isn't. You know, I can't really uh, do that. I have to. I don't know what he was fearing. So the question is, I don't know if it is a trivia thing. I don't know, um, but I would assume it's—it's it's gotta be Batman, right? What what else would he fear? I think anything else would be stupid. I don't think it works on him. I could see that too. I think that's the answer. It is. It has been a very long time since I've read in the six hundreds. Yeah. Of freaking uh, detective, but just like well, not just like King, because I'm sure he uh, read a lot before that. But some of my very first Batman comics reading mm. as a kid was the Nightfall, because I just remember seeing that fucking Nightfall suit from yeah that Ezreal was wearing. I was like, oh, fuck, that's what I want to read. And then I backtracked and kind of read along. Um, I am pretty sure the tox, the scarecrow toxin does not work on Joker. Yeah, I could make that scene. Uh, that makes total sense. And I, I feel like I have some kind of idea of that happening, but I'm not 100% on it, so I don't want to say that. That's the only All right, thing. well, Nevik, once you listen to this, let us know in the Batman News Weekly channel over on Discord. For anybody who wants uh, to join the Discord, the link is going to be in the description down below. Uh, you can answer, you can put questions out on that channel as well. In the Discord, we are always talking. Yeah. Uh, Juice is always playing Genshin, so he's always in that channel. We're always it's talking great. about movies and video games and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Ethan says, um, what is your favorite Arkham game and why? I'm going to say this is controversial, but in most recent years, I don't think it is anymore. Mm -hmm. Origins. Yeah. It has the best boss battles. It, it has, is, it has, it has it, boss battles. It has boss yeah. battles. Yeah. And it is so fucking cool. Like, I mm -hmm. just, and everybody shares the gift, but it's still an amazing cinematography, like, play point of him fighting, Batman fighting Deathstroke. It's one of the, it, that fucking battle was hard for me. Yeah. I had to fight, do it multiple times. I was like, what the fuck? I just couldn't I, get the timing down. So, I remember, um, and I could probably still look for it if I go back to my old Facebook. Um, I remember this released near christmas and uh new year's and i legit walked to the gamestop that was like on the other side of town and picked it up and then walked mm -hmm. all the way back to my house and played it until the sun came up yeah and then when uh freaking new year's came around i had like found i think somebody had given me their digital code for the noel costume and i was like mm. it's fucking christmas dude nice. i'm fucking playing around as noel batman this is fucking yeah. awesome i remember i started that game and i didn't finish it but. so it was something about like 
I had to do something in a room or I was fighting Bane and I didn't know how to beat him or something. Something happened that I was like, what the fuck? And I just went away from the game for a while because I used to be that person back in the day that would not look shit up. I would not look it up. If I could not figure it out, I don't want to fucking do it. Like I just, I will have to figure it out on my own. That's how we had to fucking deal with video games before the internet. Yeah, and and nowadays I'm like it's not worth the time. I'm just gonna fucking look it up. Like there's no. So point. Let, let me let me reiterate. Before mm-hmm. the internet, there was the playthrough fucking magazine strategy guides. Yes, the strategy called. guides. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you would use that shit for like if you play like GTA to collect the hundred Coke packs or whatever. Like you had to get that. Dude. <laughs> like, you yeah. had to have a map because there was no way. I did even with Arkham because like internet was still huge already by this time. Even when Arkham Knight came out, I think it was like 110 or 120 riddles. Like, I think I got a hundred. If it, if it was 120, I got like 108. Like, I did them on all by myself. Yeah, yeah, on my own. Because I was like, I'm going to try to figure out as many as possible. And the thing is, is I don't do tutorials. So, like, I just fucking learn shit as I fly. And I didn't know there was one riddle that I just could not figure out because you had to do, you had to fly in with the Batmobile, shoot out of the Batmobile, glide across this thing and land on some ropes. Yeah. I didn't know you could like shoot out of the Batmobile the way like they wanted you to do it in this particular thing. And I was like, what the fuck? And I finally ended up caving and I looked it up and I was like, are you fucking shitting me? (laughs) I was like, that's what I had to do. And uh, yeah, I was I was pissed. But well, I will say since you haven't beaten Origins yet, no, um, I've beat it. You did. I just I took a break from it for a long time. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, if you still happen to have it, there's rumors that the program is already embedded into the PS5, and Mm. Sony is about to update the PS5s. Mm. Um, they're about to be backwards compatible with one, two, and three. Hmm. So if you guys have physical, yeah, if you have physical games for PlayStation from old school PlayStation games, you apparently are will hopefully be able to play it on your PS5 by the end of the year. Nice, nice. Uh, But yeah, I I would go with Origins too, just because of the boss battles. Although I thought all of them were good, although people hated Night for some reason because of the Batmobile. I I enjoyed it. I didn't have a problem with the Batmobile. Everybody else did. I was like, all right, whatever. I was like, I don't get to fucking drive the Batmobile ever. So I don't, I, I loved it. You had a problem with it or? No, 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 no. Uh, sorry. You my were doing dog. a thing with your thumb and I thought that was like no, I, me. I was, I was trying to uh, snap while the oh, mic was off to get yeah. Flynn gotcha. to, uh, to, to settle the fuck down. I don't know what's going on out there. Yeah. Um, but I think that is it for our question. No, right? we have Raphael over on Batman News Weekly YouTube. Uh, it says, hi, I agree with Clay that the suit uh, looks a lot like one from the comics, so I like it. I'm assuming you're referring to Batgirl. Uh, I read Teeny Howard's Catwoman, and I didn't like it that much. I feel like there was a lot of narration boxes, which was true. Uh, yes. I felt that she sounded like a person who was just 20, and I imagine her like someone who is in 30s. I'd agree with that. Uh, it's relative, as you said, it was very long. The rumor, the rumors about a romance are worrying, and I feel that DC that it's all DC's fault because it seems like they left the relationship in kind of limbo, like uh, break the break of Ross and Rachel and friends. I, <laughs> I love that reference, Raphael. <laughs> Fucking love that reference. Uh, I don't want there to be cheating between them. 
uh, they can break up and something else or something else, but not for a person specifically one who looks like a freaking ghost maker. It's very superficial stupidity, in my opinion. I read the Bat Cat special and it was moving and beautiful. We're going to be talking about this later. I have opinions. Uh, question. Do you remember the first superhero movie you saw in cinemas? Mine was Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. Sorry for the rant. First one? My first one, I barely remember it. And I want to double check if it was in fact that one. I don't... Uh, what came out first, X-Men or Spider-Man? Because uh... I have memories of going with my brother and his girlfriend to go see X-Men. Um, so I don't know if that's first. Because, I mean, I remember one of the first movies. I remember seeing Toy Story in theaters, and I remember seeing fucking Jurassic Park in theaters. So the first X-Men was 2000. Oh, I've been to movies way before that. And then Spider-Man... Did I see Spider-Man in theaters? Was 2002, so it would have been X-Men. Yeah. Um, Because the Batmans were... I was a fucking baby when the the Batmans came out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with X-Men, but I don't know if that's factual. So, yeah. I just know I have memories of going to see X-Men in theaters, for sure. So, so I was wrong because I was like, maybe it would have been Mask of the Phantasm, but I would have been too little. I yeah. don't remember that one. Uh, but my dad did tell me that as a one year old, um, I he did take me to go see Mask of the Phantasm, hmm. um, which is weird to fucking say that I was one years old when that movie came out. Yeah. Um, so if that is the case, it would have been x-men yeah x-men yeah, would have been my first the movie? one that i genuinely have memories of is and i know it's gonna sound like it's it's the worst kind of memory but eric banna's hulk mm. uh, and the only reason why i remember that is because it was a twofer that summer i went to go see hulk and then like two weeks later me and my dad went to go see spy kids 3d fuck yeah <laughs> dude i have so many memories of like looking back on i snuck in to see sin city in high school nice uh we paid for some dolphin movie and went to go snuck in and watch that instead um but yeah dude i love looking back on old movies and being like laughing at scenes i didn't understand and watching them as older i'm like oh that was a sex joke i understand (laughs) it now yeah like that shit's funny i love looking back on shit like that um but yeah, my I would have to say X-Men for sure. And yeah, I agree with the Teeny Howard stuff. I mean, I just ranted about it. So, you know, Raphael, I agree with you on a lot of that. Um, but uh, I think that is everything for questions now. We have a whole fucking shitload of books to talk about. Yes, uh, we do. I think we're going we're gonna to burn through some of these, Clay. Because um, I skimmed Robins. It looked fucking boring. Was it interesting? Robins or Robin? Robin. Yeah, my bad. Robin 10, yeah. I think is what it was. It was a waste of my fucking time. Um, so. so it wasn't even, he didn't even go into the past. Yeah. It was. Uh, Memories. It was in his mind, yeah. but their minds were connected, him and his grandmothers or his great grandmothers. Yeah. In um, my mind's eye or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it was kind of dumb. Uh, There is a sentiment that like he, and I say he, I say Raz, Raz al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul, basically cursed his mother to stay on that island. Mm -hmm. And now it ends with like Ra's wanting to kill her forever. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't care anymore. You know? This is what scares me about him writing Batman, is it can turn that fast. Yeah. So that's what I'm worried about. But I skimmed it, did not look interesting, and I was already scared. Once I saw that monster, I was like, oh, this is going to go downhill. And it hasn't been good <laughs> since. It has not been good since. Um, Peacemaker, you read this. I also skimmed this. If you're curious, like, damn, Juice, you didn't do your fucking homework this week. Dude, I was reading up until right before this podcast. I've been busy. I, I will say, Juice has been very, very busy uh, personal life has gotten in the way and that is a-okay like hey mm-hmm. i i am literally moving out of my apartment like basically right after we do this podcast oh so, really That's like it is it is today tomorrow saturday and sunday and like we're using those four days to get the Damn, hell out working of from home happened at the right time huh it really did man it <laughs> really really did um clay had to take like vacation days when he moved when we were working at our old job it fucking sucked. Yeah. Uh, but the Peacemaker, uh, Disturbing the Peace, is the book that came out, uh, written by a Garth Ennis, who we didn't like when he wrote Batman. He wrote yeah. Batman Reptilian. Uh, one issue of on, that, no? I think it is. One issue of that was just like, oh, fuck no. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I will say, is completely different because it isn't Batman. Yeah. Um, this is the origins of Peacemaker, basically. Um, and you learn where he got the idea of Peacemaker. Okay. Of like basically the reason why he feels like he needs to bring upon peace. Mm-hmm. Um his whole fi- well, his parents, his mom and his stepdad, uh committed a murder suicide of his entire mm-hmm. family. And oh, he was shit. supposed to be there. But because he had extracurricular activities and he that ran a little late, mm-hmm. basically he survived. Um, his mother, I think, shot herself. His stepdad hung himself. Uh, there was twins that were in the washer and dryer, and the baby was in the microwave. Um, so it like it's fucking disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you learn that he's telling this story to like a shrink or a counselor or yeah. something. And she seems very nonchalant about asking him these questions. And they're in a graveyard while they're asking, while they're talking. Mm-hmm. And he's telling him about all of these, like uh, when he was in the military, when he was in secret ops, when he was, you know, a green beret, all of this other stuff, all his entire team on each one of these teams, different parts of the military, they all died. Yeah. And come to find out, he killed them all. Because okay. they were all doing like shady shit. Mm, like right. that makes sense. One was like actually selling uh, American secrets. The other one was like really big in the black market. Uh, another person was like like a pedophile, shit like that. Mm. And like it went dark real quick. Yeah. And it got to a point where he was like, 
so uh who do you work for and he like started to say all this shit that like was actually true and she's like oh fuck i'm dead like i'm I'm so fucking dead and uh the panel turns and you just see this van just like start to veer off he's like oh um yeah they're probably gonna call you right now or at least they're uh gonna pretend to be calling you and at like sending out messages or whatever to you know basically uh defend themselves in the sense of like yeah they're leaving you behind to die mm-hmm. the shrink and, or peace yeah 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 the, the shrink the fbi uh, is basically leaving the shrink behind to die yeah uh, so that way to like cover their own ass uh-huh. uh and he's like but i'm not here to kill you like and and you're not you're you have nothing you you have done nothing yeah uh that warrants me to kill you and he tells the story of when he was in foster care, uh, this basically couple of like, I can't remember their names, uh, but it's basically Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Basically uh, robbed a bank, killed his foster father and s- just so happened to steal the car that peacemaker Chris mm-hmm. was sleeping in. And so when they stole the car, they're like, Oh fuck, it's a kid. Let's kill him. And they're like, or let's just keep him around. And like, Chris has apparently seen some shit and like he's just fucked up in the head because of it. Yeah. Um, they just were going all out crazy and just kept robbing banks and they never stopped. So there was never time to like settle down, you know, mm. keep the cops away from them. They were always getting into trouble. So eventually that bit them in the ass and you find out that it was actually Peacemaker that basically ratted them out. Hmm. And like it's just really fucked up, dude. Um, is this a one shot? It, I think it has like three issues. Oh, okay, but it for the first issue, knowing that like I myself, it, I'm not a big peacemaker reader from like older comics. Yeah, this may be like a new reiteration of the character. Yeah, but I wouldn't know. So reading this, I'm like, okay, you know. This this mm-hmm. this tracks like with everything that you were telling me in this book, that tracks with how fucked up uh, Chris Smith can be as Peacemaker. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. I I thought that this is a hell of a lot better than what ended up being uh, Batman Rutilian. So we'll see how it goes. Nice. Yeah. I just didn't have time to read it, um, or I would have I would have definitely gave it a shot. Um, but it sounds interesting as hell. Now, this next book, Clay told me I had to read it. I would have never read this fucking book because we are not covering this book. And this was what, Deathstroke, Inc.? Yes, Deathstroke, Inc., number five. And I will say the only reason why I say you had to read it was was literally because of the last page. Yeah. And I think that this definitely will have implications for what is eventually going to be the crossover between him, Robin, and Batman. This this is what was in the synopsis, right? Of like Deathstroke has done something unforgivable or some bullshit, right? Yes, that's this is that, lame. Well, I don't think what he did is unforgivable. I don't think we've gotten there yet. I think oh, this think is the start of stuff? it. Yes, oh, okay. I think this is the start of it. Okay, because if it was just him, because what happens at the end of this book, guys, is he kills a few people that are villains that have this like they're called the trust or some bullshit. And he's like, oh, if there's going to be a king of the supervillains, it's going to be me. Yeah. And um, and he kills Clock. Where is it? Oh, not Clocking. The Calculator. Yeah. And somebody else. 
And yeah, and I'm like, this better not be the the unforgivable thing that he does. No, I don't think it is, but I do think that it leads up to something because I mean, just like every stereotypical story, hero and or villain or just villain, um, gets in charge of said group of individuals and it causes mass hysteria, you know? Yeah. Um, we've seen it before. We've even said in the past that like, what if, like, what was the scenario that we gave? Like, Batman or Damien had to become the leader of oh, League of Shadows yeah. and shit and stuff like that. Like, yeah. this is just one of those scenarios. Like, mm-hmm. Deathstroke is now in charge or king of the supervillains. Yeah. Like, what implications does that have? We don't know yet, but I do think it will lead up to whatever is going to happen in that crossover. Yeah. I've never liked the idea of Deathstroke being a hero. Never. No. I've always wanted him to be bad because like, I hate the idea of like this character is so cool. We need to make him good. It's like, and that is a big sentiment that has been happening a lot lately. Mm -hmm. Um, if you turn all the super villains into good guys, who the fuck are the heroes going to fight? Yeah. Oh, make believe monsters. So that way nobody dies. That's stupid. No, I like that stroke being somebody that Batman has to worry about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's there was that book. Uh, moving on to our fourth book already, uh, Super Sons, the anniversary, right? This is uh, no special. This is what a special. Did you think of this? I thought this was really fun. Peter Tomasi, of course, coming back uh, for the Super Sons. This is what I meant by throwing shade. Um, there were several lines in here that threw shade at the fact that uh, John uh, is aged up. And mm-hmm. there's a quote in here from, I think, John himself. He's like, oh, we didn't have any control over that. If I would have stayed my young age, I would have. Basically, Peter saying, hey, I would have never done this, guys. Like, oh, this has all been this. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was really, really funny. Um, but as a Super Sun story, this is very, like, you know, chill. This isn't some super, like, hey, this is very important or anything. This is a small little, hey, we're friends. We're going to hang out. We're going to have an adventure. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really anything watcha about this uh, yeah. issue. Um, you had, If you're a fan of the Hellbat suit, that's in this book. If you want to check that out. It's yeah. And now John him. has a uh, Hell Superman suit. Yeah. I just, this is the thing that annoys me because they, he brought up, oh, my mom's used it before. And I was just like, that was very yeah. controversial from people back in the day. Because for nobody that understands the Hellbat suit, it's a suit that's supposed to take hardcore damage on your body, like get you near death. Like I don't know if they've improved it or anything since then. I from from what we have read, so the the very next time we see the Hellbat suit um, was in Peter Tomasi's detective run mm-hmm. with freaking uh, Mister Freeze. Remember that. When he, yeah, when it had like a he he put like a flamethrower on it and mm-hmm. shit and was going all crazy with it. That's the last time we've seen it. Yeah, I this is what I hate when creators make stuff like this. Like I just wish there was somebody at DC that was like the fucking you know what are the like the architect right like oversaw mm-hmm. everything. And they're like, hey, I'm gonna use this particular thing in my book, and they're like, no, how are you using it? Like, it cannot be used this because the articles say that blah, 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 blah. Like, I wish there was somebody like that because nothing is, like, sacred 
at that point. Like if the Hellbat suit is like something you only use like last resort to fight Darkseid or whatever, because it's going to take a crazy toll on your body. It's going to take you a while to recover or whatever after. But then you start having Lois fucking use it and you start having fucking Damien be able to use it. Like, I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's like fucking when Tynan literally created the world greatest super max prison that batman designed and nobody could escape from it and all this shit they got out that same issue i was like are you why even do that like why even do that and like i so i hate when shit like that happens in comic books just so you can break out of it right like oh it's a power up you know what i mean um Super Saiyans can't go past Super Saiyan 3. Let's make Super, you know, God Saiyan. At least that made more sense. You had to bring in a God to do it. But, like, <laughs> other people, like, get it done in one issue. Like, at least, at least Dragon Ball Z makes you wait 40 episodes until it happens. Not yeah. in the same episode. Um, But, fuck it. I don't know. Either way, the book itself was fun. You know, it's a Super Sons book. I do think it's weird that he's aged up. Like, it's just, it's just really weird. So, yeah. um, that's what I didn't like about it. But other than that, it was cool. Um, so yeah, Super Sons, go check that out if you want to do that. But now into the four main books that I definitely want to talk about. Um, let's start off with Detective, actually. How are your vibes on this? We're four issues into this story. You know, this was this actually dealt with a lot what I was talking about, about Huntress going in there because she's having problems with those visions. Like she yeah. wants to be cured. So I said this on the last podcast. This was my theory for it. And it's ex- pretty much nail on the head. Like, she just couldn't so, handle it. There is something in here that I saw that I don't know has precedent for comics because mm-hmm. I, in fact, do not know how this was handled pre 52 or even in New 52 because I, like I said, I have not read um, Grayson before and stuff like that. Yeah. Dick Grayson says a line in here that basically says that he was in love with Huntress. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if I finished all of Grayson. And I only say that because I bought, I think, volume one and two of Grayson, if I'm not mistaken, because I had to interview Tom King, and I did not know who Tom King was at the time. Oh, yeah, I, I was remember just that. Like, because I was doing a contest, and they're like, we're putting you with some guy named Con- Tom King. He's writing Grayson. I was like, oh, fuck. And I ran to the fucking comic shop, and I bought Grayson, and I read all the books that were out. And I was like, okay, cool. And I think I read some after that. And I kind of, I think I know how it ends. But mm-hmm. because I think it also branched out into, like, he started working with the Bat family again because something was happening in Gotham. And, like, it branched out into some other bullshit before he became Nightwing again. Yeah. And um, I could probably, yeah, there might've been something there because she was a big part of that comic book. So it's possible, but I don't remember. So just like how, like in rebirth, uh, Mm -hmm. when I started to pick things back up again, as far as collecting comics and reading, they were very much like kind of controversial towards each other. They were Mm -hmm. kind of like, like they were butting heads a lot. And so I'm just yeah. like, that's weird for this to come up in this book. But she was always cool at killing though. That's the thing. Yeah. That was another big thing. So um, I will say again, we've said it every single issue. Freaking Ivan Reyes here on art is fucking yeah. phenomenal. It is it's absolutely great. amazing. Um, 
Now, with everything that's going on, I'm I don't know what it like. You you are right. This does deal a lot with Huntress and how she even got into the tower and whatnot. But like, is she undercover? Is she not undercover? Is she being forced to be undercover? They didn't really spell it out all that well. So I think the way they wanted you to think of this is because they, they did play with this. They want you to think that Huntress is a female Batman of the way she handles things. Like she has to yes. do things on her own. They mm-hmm. have similar ways of becoming heroes. Like yes. their families were murdered. You know what I mean? So they were kind of putting out there and Huntress even tells Grayson, like, cause she's like, I need to go undercover. Like I need to do this. I think that's just a lie for her to do this. Like it's a lie. She wants to go get the help because she's not being honest with the team, which is something Batman would do. He would yeah. lie. And even when he was like, I can help you. And she's all like, if this was Batman, would you be doing the same thing? You know what I mean? And he's yeah, like, true. you know, and so I think that's kind of what it is. I think she's going in because she wants to get rid of the visions. Um, but she's playing it off as like, hey, I'm going undercover. I, that's yeah. how I read it. Okay. Um, but I do love that Grayson because like Batwoman got really sassy in this book. She was all like, she was like, did when she told you, she was like, when I said it five minutes ago, Grayson, when I just mentioned it five minutes ago, <laughs> like I was just like, he's like, you've been thinking about this whole thing five minutes ago. And he was like, no. He was like, what I mean is you said that when you were telling her we need to get you out of there, she was calm. Like, do you know Huntress? Like, you're telling me she wasn't saying she wasn't pissed that you had to save her because that's Huntress. And I'm like, ah, Grayson, I got Mm -hmm, you. mm -hmm. I thought that was good. But the son of the detective, man, that's that's who who he is. Yeah. So I I did like this. um, That ending. I loved it seeing yeah fucking psycho pirate and like it totally makes fucking sense dude mm-hmm. it totally makes sense i was like yeah. oh fuck yeah. like the way every single villain is acting and everything else it's all psycho pirate yeah. so no one is cured yeah at all and this is great when i saw him i was like oh <gasps> I forgot Psycho Pirate was such a big part of Tom King's run. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, and we haven't seen him since. Like, everybody forgets how powerful Psycho Pirate is. Just as, like, how powerful Ivy is. I will say we have seen him recently for uh-huh. those who, for well, for those who are reading more than just Batman titles. Ah, okay. um, with My Infinite Fr- doesn't exist outside that. With, <laughs> with the Infinite Frontier stuff. Uh, yeah. As oddly as it sounds, for some reason, Psycho Pirate is connected to the multiverse. We're not entirely sure why, mm-hmm. but he just is. Um, mm-hmm. So they deal with him a whole lot. Well, I say a whole lot, but the, introducing the Infinite Frontier book and yeah. going into the multiverse story, he was a part of it for a short time, but only yeah. for like one issue. So we technically have seen him for a very short amount of time, but this looks like he's going to be playing a bigger part of a story. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this because I was like, all right, it's a magical drug or whatever. Interesting. How are they going to make that happen? But realizing that it's Psycho Pirate, like, I was just like, oh, fuck. It's because he also has a good design. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he looks bad. The way he was drawn here looks amazing. But, yeah, I just, I, I, it was a good, I would have never thought of this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we mm-hmm. come up with theories all the time. He's not a character that's ever living in my brain. Like, it, I, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, Psycho Pirate, what the fuck? Like, you know, because he's not overused. And when he is used, most of the time, I don't know how he was using Frontier, 
But like the way King was using him, where Bane had him, like Bane was using him to like stay in his own mindset or whatever, which was crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now they're using him to control other villains. Like, you know, I love it. It blows my mind that there are a lot of these like C list characters or whatever that are super powerful, but nobody does anything with them. Yeah. And it's just like, eh, whatever. But I thought that was a good shout. Um, there was actually two stories at the end of this book. Two backups. Yeah. One in particular because there is going to be a launch of a new series. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad they put a little snippet in here. For sure. But the first story was the continuation of Matt Rosenberg. Yes, you always question <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, it's I, Matthew dude, Rosenberg. It sounds so similar. That's what I'm saying. It'll never, it'll never change. Um, but anyways, we, we knew in the last uh, issue that the kids all got into you know the creepy van with scarecrow and they were going to go kill bruce wayne so they're all in the manor already he just drove the van through the walls of the manor mm-hmm. and everybody's like he was like go find bruce wayne kids go kill him and they all have bats and shit which i'm not gonna lie clay i really wanted to see batman beating the shit out of some kids here like <laughs> I really, because I, I hate when it doesn't happen, man. Like, there are times, like, you know that episode of My Hero when they're teaching the kids that are being real bratty? Like, it's Bakugo and everybody has to teach those little mm-hmm. kids because they failed the test or whatever. Yeah. I wanted them to beat the shit out of those kids so bad. Like, that's what I was waiting for. I was like, Bakugo, knock them out, bro. Beat the shit out of them. Come on. <laughs> because you know what? Sometimes it's a fictional universe. You should never do that in real life. But in fiction... Sometimes kids just get fucking launched. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, yeah. they use Robin in this place because he is a kid. So it's okay if kids beat up other kids. And he starts kicking the shit out of all these kids and doing all this stuff. Um, and yeah. He, he... I, but it see, so it's okay for Scarecrow to beat the shit out of a kid. But yeah, it's not okay if he's a Batman. villain. Yeah, because he's, he's a, a villain. villain. But we do see uh scarecrow knock the fuck out of robin like yeah. right hook dude um but he manipulates this kid again the main kid that we've been following since the very beginning of this uh short story yeah and he's like oh that kid he he's like he's poisoned by the batman like he he is possessed and blah blah, blah. and he's like and this kid is like oh well i still want to help you like what are we gonna do he's like oh well you know what the best way you can help me is not getting caught. And I know for me, I'm going to be doing some really bad stuff, some scary stuff. So you're going to make the sacrifice for me, okay? And then he fucking sprays all of one can of fear gas yeah. down this kid's throat. And Batman comes in, randomly throws a fucking batarang and gets Scarecrow fucking caught onto the like I don't know if he's caught on the on the fence, yeah. but like it gets him. He's yeah, like, definitely oh, shit. like yeah. um and before he starts to go after Scarecrow, he's like, oh, fuck this kid. He's poisoned. And he and that's how it ends, dude. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy this. I, I did enjoy the little banter that Robin had, you mm-hmm. know, jumping around, beating the shit out of kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think Rosenberg, like, although it's a short story, I think he he's got it, dude. I think it's yeah. really, really fun. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, I've been enjoying that story a lot. Um, and it's nice. It's because I rarely read these back issues, but that first issue, first issues are key. It's like a first impression. And that mm-hmm. first issue got me. And I was like, I'm I'm enjoying the story. I don't think all the issues have been as banger as that first one, but they're still good. Like I still enjoy mm-hmm. them. So I, yeah. I want to continue reading. But the next one, 
was I was just like when I turned the page, I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, there's another story. I was like, Metropolis in a Batman book. I was like, let me let me continue reading because you see Jimmy Olsen running, and uh, I'm assuming that's Lois. Yeah, um, you, see, you see Jimmy Lois. You see uh, Perry White also, uh, and then Lois is like, "Where's Clark?" And then the next page, you just see the tie and the dress suit, and you just see a red and blue blur. Yeah, um, which I thought was really really cool. But the villain you see is yeah. Poison Ivy. This was cool. Uh, because, I mean, I've said this a million times, one of my favorite books of all time is Hush, and mm-hmm. we have Superman and Ivy a part of that book, so I thought this was really cool, and she was waiting for Superman, and you turn the page, and it's the best-looking Robin and Batman you're ever gonna see. My boy, Dan Mora, I have been following this guy since he was freaking on Power Rangers. I'm so glad that he is getting all sorts of recognition these days. Um, I'm still trying to get a art book from him. Cause remember when I was messaging yes! you from he was messaging from... me at Comic Con every day, you get this book from me. I was like, he doesn't come out of his fucking box. I don't know where the fuck he is. <laughs> I like we're still messaging back and forth in email when mm-hmm. the best time would like be to ship, but because of COVID and everything happening, it, it's getting kind of crazy. Yeah. So we we've uh I've messaged him and I just said, Hey, let's wait a couple months when you are ready to ship out a whole bunch for like another campaign, let's do it then. And I'll do it officially through whatever website you want to do. And he'll say, Mm -hmm. he said, okay. So seeing him on this book, I am so happy. We've talked about this before. There was some news, some comic book news a couple months back where we had said, Oh, world's finest is getting a book. This is the first little like preview of it. Yeah. Um, and this story, although it's like what only four or five pages, mm-hmm. I really did enjoy it. Actually, it's a lot more. Holy shit! Hold on, it yeah, is. No, it's like it's like a good little eight pages, I think. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, ten pages. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, this was a beefy comic for people who bought it physically. Then, yeah. Um, but we see poison ivy. We see metallo. Um, in here as well, uh, in of course, Metallo has a Kryptonian heart, so or a, Krypton, a Kryptonite heart, sorry. Um, and so he's weakening Superman, while freaking Poison Ivy is going after Batman and Robin. So I I loved all of this. It's like yeah. campiness, cheesiness, but also like real stakes are yeah. all happening within these ten pages, and it's just like holy fuck. Like, yeah, because Batman uses like some fertilizer shit on Ivy and she's like, you hurt my babies. I'll hurt something you care about. And she throws Robin off the building and he's like, oh, fuck. And he fucking jumps off while Clark is getting shoved with red kryptonite into his heart. Right. I believe that's mm -hmm. what happens. Yeah. And so Batman saves Robin. Of course, you have this amazing panel of Batman diving for Robin to save his life. And then a couple pages later, you have this Superman going crazy when he's getting stabbed in the heart. And then, oh, I love because uh, freaking Robin's like a bat rope question mark, and he's like, it's a bungee. It's a bungee. And it, yeah, and he throws him. Yeah, fucking awesome, dude. And then Robin lands in the superhero pose, and Batman's right behind him, which is amazing. Batman knocks the shit out of fucking Poison Ivy because he's equal quality, you know. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> what he's, he's he's like, I'm I'm tired of uh, treating you gently, and he knocks yeah. the shit out of her. And so, uh, yeah, and then you see Robin go after Metallo and fucking shoves the thing right in his heart, which 
I don't know if if that thing dies. Does he blow up? Did Robin possibly try to kill this guy? So the way that it's worked and the in like for me, I was introduced to Metallo as a character mm. via the Superman animated series when I was a kid. Okay. Um, so before oh, yeah, I read I him in comics, be- before he even like uh, be- before I started reading comics, that's how I was introduced to the character. And whenever he t- got his heart either destroyed or taken out, he just shut down. Um, oh, so he has his brain that is still technically functioning. And it's basically his brain is in limbo mm. whenever uh, he is not functioning. So that's the only thing that's really happening uh, at gotcha. this point. Now there is a shadowy figure on top of another rooftop. And then another one uh, comes up next to him and they're both shadowy figures. You can't tell who it is. Yeah. I think there's one with horns and there's one that's just standing there. Mm -hmm. I think at least one of them, the one with the horns, I think that is Steppenwolf. Ooh, you think so? I hope it's not uh, Trigon. I'm tired of I that well my my first thought was Trigon but I was like he has no relation to Superman or Batman to be completely honest. Yeah. So I would like for it to be Steppenwolf and for some reason he is teaming up with whoever this other person is to go against Superman and or Batman or it's just Superman and Batman is joining in to help. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't expecting that at the end of this book, so it was a pleasant surprise. Uh, the art is definitely what brought me in because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, shit. And then I turned the page and I saw that Batman and Robin. I was like, oh, I got to read this. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I'm going to read it. It's, it is it is the uh, the Mark Wade and Dan Mora book that is coming out in March, uh, World's Finest number one. Um, I believe you can still pre-order all that stuff. So if you are interested, go pre-order it please give some love to one of if not my favorite artists in the industry right now. Yeah. Still can't believe your co-host thought that he couldn't draw Batman. But like, he was like, Oh, it's too colorful. It's not yeah. dark enough. And then the first fucking arc that he's on detective <laughs> in, he messaged me. He's like, I was wrong. This is <laughs> fucking awesome. I was like, fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. It was nuts. Uh, let's go on to a uh, human target, which is one of two Tom King books that we're going to be reading. I mean, covering this week. Uh, thoughts on human target number four. So human target number four, I think is a little bit of a downgrade to what we've been getting. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason why I wasn't really fond of Ted cord. And the reason why is there's two ways people write booster gold and Tom in, uh, in uh, freaking, uh, uh, cord Ted cord mm-hmm. uh, together. It's either, they're both goofy and they both, you know, are just kind of off the wall, silly and whatnot. And then the other way they write it is boosters, the goofy one while Ted Cord is still the serious one. Yeah. This with how much Ted Cord rambled, it was on the side of them both being kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, I like after the first or second rant from Ted mm-hmm. Cord, whenever I saw more than one speech bubble coming from him, I just skipped it. Yeah, there was and, a lot of dialogue in this one. I'll agree. And I was just like, it, it, there is nothing here that is actually important to the story. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like it is. Yeah, because so a the, lot of the dialogue was, a lot of the dialogue was to just, is what I think any logical person would think about. It's just Ted Cords being like, 
uh, yeah, I didn't kill him. But, you know, a real killer would tell you that he didn't kill him. And then he just keeps saying, like, mm-hmm. everything, he, he essentially gives you the problem and then solves it. Yeah. is what he was doing and he does it so much while they're fighting heroes and all this stuff he's like yeah you could think i did this and blah blah, blah. like that's all of ted cord's essentially conversation in this book is just saying how he's not the killer but how you would also how the detective is probably thinking is yeah that's the whole book pretty much um but he is very interestingly if you do kind of siphon through all of that bullshit he is trying to be as transparent and open as possible to the point where he literally is naked in front of them getting into his new suit because they're like, we got to go fight crime. You can come with me and I'll tell you everything. And he's like, sure. And it shows like these panels of him getting like, you know, his clothes gets taken off. He gets, it's it's essentially Austin Powers does that whole scene right there. And, you know, that was pretty interesting. They jump in the freaking, you know, the beetle mobile and then they just take off. And, in between Ted Court talking and talking and talking, you're seeing Ice get a little bit closer to a little handsy. Chase. Yeah. And that's kind of what's been kind of going on. And it's interesting because you're hearing Chase's being like, how do they do this? Like, how do they come out and do these fucking hero shits and all this shit? And she keeps saying, like, every time after they win a battle, she's like, you could have helped. And he's like, Mwah. I don't really think I could have done anything here. And Well, like the first time around, he's like, I'm not a superhero. Yeah. And she's like, well, then what are you? Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> like, I know that like it's a little like playful banter, but like that's kind of a low blow. <laughs> yeah. You're a fucking superhero with ice powers. And yeah. you're just essentially like, well, you're a waste of my time. Um, But the second time around, he said like when she says it, um because the first time he's like well when you're around i just i can't breathe yeah um because like he starts to cough and they kind of play it off as like a little like uh cheesy dialogue or whatever Mm -hmm. and then the second time around she's like oh you're still around and you're still breathing so like what are you like are you gonna help us or not again just playful and and you he start... makes a he makes a joke because they beat a bear. And yeah. he's like, what are you going to do? Like, you could have helped. And he's like, I'll get a bear suit soon and have, you know, scold him as a dad bear or some shit. Exactly. Like, like yeah. he's he that is his specialty. He yeah. is the human target. He does a whole bunch of disguises. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. Like, I'm sure he does know how to fight, but he yeah. not on a superhuman level, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this entire book is really just or this entire issue is really about how intimate uh, Ice and Chris are about to become. Yeah. Uh, really. And I like it, but I'm still the kind of person that's like, okay, who the fuck is trying to kill you, dude? Like, you, we, we got... we got. After you read this issue, did you lean more towards Ice could be the killer? I think... Ted Cord is obviously not it. And the mm-hmm. reason why is because it would be way too like, oh, on the nose. Now I'm going to talk so much where I accidentally tell you that I did it. Yeah. You know, do you actually think it's a, a Justice League member? I. If I think it is and I'm still on the fence, it's going to be one of the lesser known characters. Yeah. Uh, the ones that were not very popular in the justice league Detroit or mm-hmm. international, which is the roster that they're using. Um, 
and there's one dude that has like a white and red color scheme in his suit. I can never remember his name mm-hmm. because he's not that important because he's not a big hero. Yeah. If anything, I think it might be him. Um, but the idea that it could be ice always lingers. And I think that's what Tom King wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's probably just a great thing to suspect, like, you know, raise suspicion because like she is keeping around, she's getting intimate with him. That's something you would see like in a bond movie, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, this is something Tom King always does in his books. And it's like low key. He shows how much heroes do in a day. And I love that. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, everybody gets all bogged down with time and all this bullshit. Like, how is that even possible? Because I don't know. But, you know, Tom King's like, no, this is a full day for them. They go around, do all these fucking battles and shit. Like, it's, you know, they could do so much in a year's time. Ted Cord keeps getting all of these calls. And he's like, oh, well, okay, we'll be right there. You know, they were in Kansas. Then they went into the ocean. Then they were in Washington. Then they were in Chicago. Then randomly in some woods somewhere. Like, they went to do several different things. And yeah. while he's doing it, uh, he is basically doing this uh, dialogue of like, she could do all of this by herself. She, yeah. she is a God. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason why she has to play this way through Ted, but she wants Ted to still have the experience of being a hero. So she yeah. plays along. Yeah. Um, I thought that is very interesting. I think that is one of the main tellers of King wanting you to still have that suspicion mm-hmm. because she is so powerful. Yeah. She is cold. She is deadly in that mm-hmm. kind of way. Yeah. And it's also like, I know there's a viewer out there that is going to be so pissed that King wrote that because like, Oh, so he's trying to say that fucking Ted Cord couldn't be a good superhero. And then this woman is so much better than him. Like, Go fuck yourself, bro. If you think that, I'm sorry. Like that's you got some issues. If you think that. it's it's the same it's the same fucking argument. If you put Superman in the in the mix with the rest of the fucking Justice League, because mm-hmm. there's an argument to be said. Couldn't Superman do all of this by himself? He probably yeah. could, but guess what? He has a team called the Justice League, so they're yeah. gonna do stuff as a team. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyways, uh, we do have the, the most billionaire thing you could ever do. And they're like, hey, uh, I own the hotel, so we have great rooms. Um, I don't want to, you know, I didn't mean you to be on the other side of the world. So, you know, we have rooms. You can go ahead and sleep here. And uh, we'll, you know, we'll leave at 6 a.m. Because there's a secret compartment under this hotel that'll get us to wherever we need. Like, He's like, oh, are- but you don't need to know that. I mean, yeah. you don't need to remember that, really. Yeah. So I'll let you know in the morning. And then this is a human target. He's like, yo, Ted, do you want to get a drink? And he's like, I could use one. Blah, blah, blah. And then they go drink. And he says, I think 18 hours. Or no, he started asking questions 18 hours ago. But I thought, like, I was like, they drank for 18 hours. Like, no, I don't know like, why I he, thought that. But. He, he, no, it wasn't even 18 hours. He asked question 18 hours ago. No, no, no. It, I'd asked Ted one question 18 hours ago is the line so it started 18 hours ago and now they're drinking because he's trying to drink him under the table because obviously people who drink usually fucking get really loose lips yeah and uh i like that the bartender's like i've given you three last calls i'm not giving you a fourth he's like i'll double your salary for every drink he's like done (laughs) he's like all right two coming right up yeah because he's all like with you know metropolis state law or whatever the hell he says 
um like we can't do it and he's all like oh double your done and so he gives him more drinks and this was cool because he was talking about booster he's like why didn't you go to booster's thing he's like because i don't booster doesn't need me like he thinks he needs me but he's good enough to do stuff on his own and i like that caring moments that people put in books like that Mm -hmm. because you don't see a lot of it everybody's just like oh they're best friends they assume but no when you see it and you can like go back to this kind of stuff it's really cool um so he's like yeah booster's great on his own he doesn't need me and he was like but even when i tell him no booster still gets his money because he booster is still gonna booster yeah and he was like he went to john and john came he's like i need money for a friend and he's all like is it booster and he's like yeah he's like because you can't lie to john or you can't tell john no well, he he didn't even tell him. He he said that he he asked around the same around same amount of money, but he didn't know for what. Yeah. And then Booster got his money somehow. Yeah. And so, I mean, anybody could connect two and two together. For sure. And essentially, Ted got Booster his money. Yeah. And I do like that as well about the whole thing of like, oh, Booster doesn't need me because mm-hmm. the whole thing about Booster is. He steals this advanced tech of his time, goes into the past where he is currently in our present yeah. and is wanting to become the world's greatest superhero while, you know, becoming friends with the Justice League and one of his biggest idols being Superman. And like, yeah, he, he will follow Superman like to heaven and high water and do all these sorts of things mm-hmm. because he wants to be like him. But somebody like a Ted Cord can easily tell him, you don't need to follow Superman. You don't need to be Superman. You just need to be Booster. Yeah. And you're good. And I, I really like that the one thing, the one constant thing that people write about when it comes to Booster and Ted is that they are friends. Yeah. And it's not this like, oh, I call him my best friend because he's the only friend in this timeline that I like. Or, hey, nobody else likes Booster, so I'll just go ahead and be his friend. Yeah. No, there's genuine care for each other, and I do like that. Yeah. And then it ends with, you know, after they're drinking, Cord's out. He's, like, fucking <laughs> shit-faced. And so he's like, uh, you know, it's time to go to his room. He pulls out his card. This is Chase, goes to his room, and he's like, my door is unlocked, and it's cold. And he opens it up. Ice is in there in a robe pouring him a drink after he's just been drinking this whole fucking time and he puts the drink down after she gives it to him and all she says she's like it's gonna get i mean they they have a little he's thinking it and she says christopher and she's like it's gonna uh it's going it's gonna get a little cold when uh, when i can't help it is that okay and you know he ends up kissing her she's like she's a god and so essentially saying like hey we're gonna do it and it's gonna get cold are you gonna be good And I was all like, damn. Um, but it's very James Bond. Like, this yeah. is something you would see in a James Bond movie. Um, and again, like, I agree with you, the Ted Cord stuff. Although I will say, like, him being that nerdy kind of Ted Cord is consistent with the way Tom King writes him. Because that's mm-hmm. what we kind of got in Heroes in Crisis. Because they were that buddy-buddy, you know, goofiness. Yeah. Um, but overall, like what was happening in this comic book, I thought was pretty great. Uh, this noir feeling. I just bought all of those Ed Brubaker books that I finally transferred over to my iPad that I need nice. to start reading. So I want to. I love this noir style of feeling, and I think King's killing it with this book. And it's nice to see that noir style with these superheroes. So uh, I enjoyed it. But again, 
as always, I'm Tom King Bias, so. Um, but I thought it was good. But from there, let's go ahead and cover vampires now because I have things to say about Batcat um, that people are going to be like, what? Uh, not really, but at the same time, there I have issues with it. So, yeah, vampires. I really love this ending. What did you think of this book, though? I I enjoyed it. Now, there is something that I don't think I do like, and I think that you could possibly agree with me. Okay. It's in regards to Barbara and Dick Grayson. That they haven't fucked yet? Well, like, we're all like, what are you just going to fuck already, yeah. right? It's so I think... innuendos here. Not innuendos, but like... She's literally it's in your face yeah. like, hey, let's just get it on right here, yeah. basically. Um, I think he's doing it because one of I think he's writing it this way because one of them's going to die. Ooh, before after they fuck is before. what I'm curious. It's yeah. it's 100 it's percent before. Um, but I, I think he is writing it in this particular way. Yeah. Um, because he's going to kill one of them off. And so that way, when people are like, oh, you know, he's writing them so well, they he gets the relationship. Mm -hmm. Boom, right through the heart. Yeah, Literally. probably. Um, there'll be some R34 of this later if it's not already out. Um, but yeah, it's so what we're talking about is because there's multiple stories happening in this book. Like yes. there's a lot of stories going on and we'll, we'll cover it. But since we already mentioned that, Barbara is checking out a hotel room and she goes in and she's like, gotcha. She's looking under a bed because when it comes to vampires, they're supposed to sleep on dirt from their homeland or whatever. And Dick Grayson's in the window. And he's like, uh, what are you doing? And in this panel where he's sitting in the windowsill, she is on all fours. Her like, back is arched yeah. and everything. And it's just and like, she's God looking back. She's, yeah. She's looking back, and the next panel is like he has dirt in her hands, and he's like, "Oh man, they don't really clean this uh, hotel that great." And then they have just witty banter back and forth about vampires. Yeah, but so that was the whole scene. Yeah, when I saw that panel, I was like, "Bro, bro, like, <laughs> come on!" At least it wasn't a POV this. of yeah. Big Grayson, right? And you're like, "God damn!" Yeah. So, uh, anyways, that'll be interesting to see, but. The book starts off with one of our favorite people, Constantine, you know, always doing crazy shit, does lives life on his own, drinking. Zatanna shows up and he's like, hey, what do you want? She's like, what are you doing in this shithole? She's like, looking for shit. And he's all like, eh, well, you found it. He's like, can we go talk somewhere more private? He's like, there's nobody here. And she's like, well, come on, you know, a girl, you're not supposed to ask when a girl says that. And he's like, fine, mm -hmm. let's go back to my place. And he opens this liquor cabinet of all these drinks. And she's about to bite him. And he, like, does a spell and, like, you know, freaking ties her up. And she's like, you knew? And he's like, yeah. Like, Why wouldn't I? And he's like, uh, are you going to kill me? He's like, nah. He's like, you're the only one that listen to my stories. And then they start talking which over, like, a drink, which I find hilarious. Then we go to the Bat Cave which I thought this was fucking awesome. And Batman's like, did you collect the blood samples talking to Alfred? And he knows something is up. And he mm -hmm. presses a button. And I think this is code. I think this is supposed to be oh, code. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's sure. definitely code. Yeah. And he's like, is everything all right, sir? He's like, yes. I just remembered it might rain. And he's like, oh, I see, sir. Now? Yes. And the power shuts out, except for the monitors. And you see Batman... Batman, you can't see this uh, on on a podcast, but I'm doing the bat fingers or the you know, quotations. quotations. Uh, 
gets shot through the heart and you know freaking ollie uh is here and he's like sorry i had to go down like this bruce but uh i didn't i wasn't too eager to go toe to toe um not that i couldn't though like he had to make sure he said that (laughs) and he gets close to who we thought was Batman, but it's a dummy of Robin with the bat cow on it. And he's like, Oh shit. <laughs> he's like, Oh, this is not good. And you see and I Bruce love it because background. you see Bruce in the background. Yeah. That is quite possibly like, again, people can be very iffy on, uh, uh, Otley's art. Yeah. But this here was great. Yeah. I like, I love the, the way that the black kind of bleeds into everything. And you just see the, like the blue shading onto Bruce's face, mm-hmm. and it looks like he has like already a bloody stake in his in his hand because he, of course he thinks that yeah, Ollie they might think be each a, other. Yeah, yeah, they think that that's what you find out is they both think that they are both vampires. Yeah, uh, because after the Batgirl booty scene, uh, it cuts back to this, and it's a two page spread of them just duking it out. And mm-hmm. they're like fighting and all this stuff. They're like kind of talking to each other. And uh, he's like, I thought you'd be stronger now, Ollie. And he's like, fuck you, Bruce. And then they're just like <laughs> fighting. And one has like Batman has a stake trying to go through his heart. And he's all like, wait, wait, what are you doing? He's like, you're not trying to. He's like, you're not a vampire. He's like, you're not a vampire. And they're like, the fuck? And then <laughs> um, then it cuts back. And he's like, he's like, if you're not a vampire and I'm not a vampire, where the hell are the vampires? Like, that's what they're saying. And it cuts back to Zatanna and Constantine just having a good old time telling stories, which is awesome. Out of nowhere, Dr. Fate shows up. He's like, John Constantine, you are needed. Zatanna, straight up vampire out of nowhere, cuts her head off. He he just fucking like just zaps her. Yeah. And like does hold her. And then he's like, okay, zoom. And he cuts her head off. And he was like, Constantine's like, what the fuck? That was my mate. Like, what are you doing? And he's all like, he's a vampire. There's a war coming. He's like, when is it there a war coming? Like, so he's obviously pissed. So I'm curious on what's going to happen with Constantine. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was pretty badass of Dr. Fate. I'm not going to lie. Like, not even questioning anything. He's like, oh, Just like yeah. straight up, just like bam, no, no, no questions, no like, oh, Zatanna, they got you. Nothing. It was just mm-hmm. boom, you're dead. Yeah, I thought that was fire. We cut back to Ollie talking to Bruce, and he's like, "Why don't you have more people over?" And you see all this creepy, like, dicks, dissected bats and shit. And he has a little Batmobile toy. And he's like, "I don't know why you don't have people over more." Blah blah blah. And they kind of keep Batman's like, "I don't trust anybody." And he's like, "You just tried to kill me." <laughs> and he's, he's like, like, "Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah." yeah. And so they're going back and forth, and he's like, how did you know, or how did you figure this out? And we get the backstory of how Ollie figured it out. He was like, Clock King tried to kill me, but he sucked, and like beat him, and I captured him, and all this jazz. And um, so that was pretty intriguing. And he was like, do you know who, who's like part of the team? He's like, it's Hal. And he's like, no. He's like, no way. He's like, I know y'all are close, but like, it's Yeah, because he tells, uh, Batman yeah. tells him, he's like, he killed Barry. And he's like, yeah. oh, fuck. Like, yeah. really? And that's when we jump into uh, the team up between Red Hood and uh, Cassandra. Yeah. Uh, they're at this some sort of building, a business, and we just see freaking Red Hood just stake the shit out of some random vampire. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Gorilla Grodd out of fucking nowhere has freaking Cassandra by the leg, just swings her about. And I'm like, 
oh fuck did cassandra just fucking die out of nowhere (laughs) oh fuck but there is a little bit of a tussle and uh cassandra is able to like stab him a little bit in the back but it's not quite in the heart uh so he turns into a bat a gorilla turns into a bat and then he's falling off a building yeah yeah and like uh red hood is like oh well uh i guess this is the one and only time we could ever say that this ever fucking happened we we, for the first time ever we've seen a gorilla you know fall off and turn into a bat he's like did you find anything and i knew they were gonna bring him (sighs) yeah i knew they were gonna bring Mm -hmm. him into it cassandra's like yeah i found something and it's the fucking joker card and the eyes and teeth are like red with blood yeah yeah how do you feel about this you know, bro, I, I'm tired of the Joker already. Like, I just you could you could do stories without him, even if you wanted like the, in issue twelve. For, if you wanted to just make a funny joke at the very end to show Joker, just have all of the war happen and be him just come out and be like, "What happened? The fuck happened?" Yeah, be like, you know, just kind of chilling. Like, you you could do that, and I would be fine with it because that's something Joker would do. But you don't need him to be a part of all these stories. Like, you just don't. I've been in love with this story for four issues already. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't need it. But of course, he sells books. They want that I vampire Joker cover. I just thought of a really horrible scenario. What? Rosenberg, please don't do this. One of the Bat family members, whether it be Barbara or Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. dies at the hands of Joker. And they figure out a cure and Batman wants to cure everybody instead of killing Joker. Hmm. Interesting. That would just be like the fucking vampire movie from the the Batman, Batman versus Dracula. Mhm. That's what happens. He's a fucking vampire in that shit. Um yeah. I don't know. But anyways, that would suck. I don't want to see Joker in this, but you know, obviously that's going to happen. Then we go back to Ollie and Batman on the computer they're trying to they're trying to eliminate who's a vampire and who's not and he's like what about this guy and he's like no it's not that guy uh i killed him and he's like okay we'll take him <laughs> off the list and so what ends up happening is the alarms go off and ollie's like oh shit he was like i didn't set him off when i got here so whoever's coming in is worse than me and well no i i just i just like the fact that he's like he he says that but it's more of like oh I didn't set them off, so you know I'm good. You know, like yeah. kind of like in that kind of scenario. But they get their cows on and everything else, and she comes in super nonchalant. Wonder mm-hmm. Woman just like it shows up, and all is like, oh, thank God, Diana. Like, hey, it's just you, cool. Yeah. And Batman's like, she knows, and like well, goes. There's into- a small panel where he like touches his hand. There's a little mini panel if you miss it. Between two panels, he touches his hand. And he's all like, stop. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So he hits his hand and, and that just that's the sign of like, she we can't trust her. Yeah. And so Ollie's just like, oh, you know, Batman's like, why are you here, Diana? He's like, you are sick. And he's like, Diana? No, it was Hal. She knows. And that's when they go balls to the wall. And Hal shows up and I was just like, no. But I forgot the last issue they told the Justice League. Because mm-hmm. 
they're like, you're sick, we're going to fix you or whatever. And Batman and Ollie are like, what the fuck's going on? What's that alarm? Because it gets even redder in the room. And he's all like, oh, fuck. And you just see Superman and everybody flying in. And he's like, Bruce, Clark, he's like, remain calm. He's like, you're here for us? He's like, we're going to help you, both of you. He's like, Ollie, like, it's, it's time. time. And I'm like, and they just start fucking kicking ass. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is awesome. This is what I wanted. Like, I wanted shit like this. Because I'm not going to lie. It's funny because Batman and Green Arrow always hate each other. They're but like, they're always the bumping heads. Yeah. Yeah. And so them fighting together is something I love to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, them fucking fighting the Justice League, that's fire. So I'm excited I, to see what's going to happen. I will say this. As much as we saw fucking Green Arrow in the show Arrow, yeah, like resetting the DCEU, you need to make it a priority to put Batman and Green Arrow on the same fucking screen together. Yeah, it's I not think gonna it happen. It's gonna be like Batgirl, and maybe it's gonna be Dick Grayson. That's probably the best we're gonna get. Yeah, probably. Um, but we talked about this on the podcast. Fifty million dollars for a Green Arrow movie is well enough. That's mm-hmm. all you need. Yeah, and you could just do a bat. Hopefully, he'll get one now that bat- HBO is just like oh, everything. Oh yeah, you know, Canary thing. is getting a freaking yeah. movie, so hopefully, he is either introduced or announced after that. Do you think they give him a movie, or he gets another show on HBO Max? I think a show is just way too soon after his other one. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think it would need to be a movie. Um. That one guy's not doing anything anymore. <laughs> the one that fucking did that Stephen Arthur Amell? movie. No. Oh, no. Uh, Char- Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, Charlie uh, Hunnam. He ain't doing Hunnam? shit Yeah, that everybody is freaking memeing about being yeah. Green Arrow now. So, um, yeah. Vampires, it's great. I mean, I've been enjoying this. Um, I'm very curious about, yeah, what you said. Uh, they're possibly killing one of them. I mean, we knew one of the Bat Family members was going to die, right? Like, they're just going to. Yeah. Uh curious here since we expect it would you think it's a cop-out if none of them die because you know there's people out there be like of course the bat family survives of course i think it would be a different change of events i think it would actually be kind of nice and the reason why is because of the exact same reason we talked about when batman was the first one to change and deceased Mm -hmm. it's like oh it would just be way too fucking easy if Bruce was a survivor, yeah. you know, he would figure everything out and he would have mm. the best plans and everything else. Like, so I, I think we expect them all to die. Yeah. And, or at least some of them to die. So if they all live, I think it's a different change of events that might be nice depending on how they tell the story. Yeah. And what you think this is going to spin off? Uh, I don't know. Because it is like DC versus vampires, yeah. like I don't know what you could spin it off to. I mean, like, well, I mean, if they don't solve the problem in twelve issues, you know what I mean? Like, they could just be vampire um, hunters. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Um, and then well, at that point, like, you basically Rosenberg does the exact same thing that Tom Taylor did. Tom Taylor, yeah. if if people don't remember, as soon as deceased ended, he was like, hey. Who are some of your favorite villains you would like to see in Deceased? Hey, who yeah. are your favorite heroes that you would like to see in Deceased? And some of those characters showed up, whether they lived or died, I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. he did take those names into consideration. And Rosenberg can kind of do the same thing. He can look at who he used and who he didn't use and go off from there. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't know. Uh, this this story has been great. Um, I'm excited to keep reading it. But let's move on to the final book after all of these books that we've reviewed in this podcast, which this is going to be another mega. This might be the longest podcast of all time. This is the longest this. one. After after our last one, we double checked, and I think yeah. we are 30 seconds away from beating. No, no, no. no. The other one is like two hours and 50 something minutes. That's the oh, longest. Okay, the last okay. one was like two hours and 40, but we haven't even covered this book yet. So that's yeah. the thing. So it might be close, but we'll see. Anyways, this is the Batcat special, which was supposed to come out a long time ago, but unfortunately, John Le- Paul Leon was drawing this. We know that he passed away, so this book got delayed, and a bunch of other artists came in to finish this book. Um, mm-hmm. General thoughts on the book. I, I wanted to, There's an issue that I want to talk about in this book, but what do you think overall? So I will be completely honest. I only read the bat cat portion of this book i didn't yeah i didn't read the back part um so i will say the tom king formula of how he writes stories Mm -hmm. did not make this book good okay uh i had a lot of issues with this book um the pacing of it felt weird the and i know he does this a lot he he goes into the uh, random scenes of his books mid conversation and you're supposed to pick up little snippets of things mm-hmm. to move on with forward with the rest of the story and there was just way too much going around in this story and it was just like i i want to stay focused on something and i wasn't able to focus on certain things because it was just boom 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 one after the other yeah and to the point where we finally got to okay, we're focusing a little bit more on the older Catwoman. We're getting a lot of older. Okay, we're getting around the time where, you know, in this timeline, Bruce is dead now. Okay, this is where I'm starting to focus, but you've already lost me like halfway through the book. Mm -hmm. So the back end I can see is like, okay, this is all within like a certain amount of time and I'm good. Yeah. The front end jumped way too many times for me. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. Uh, well, yes and no. So I agree how it could be kind of confusing. I What I actually agree on is the start of the book. That's what I don't like. And it's not because I don't like the pacing or I don't like what you know Tom King was trying to do. I don't like that Catwoman was a trash can baby. I don't like that. That's weird. Um, And like we know that Tom King has, and I don't have a problem with this. He had like a part of Selena working with that crocodile guy that's under the mm-hmm. sewers. I don't have a problem with that because, you know, she's been on the streets her whole life or whatever. Totally get that. I don't like that she grew up necessarily in an orphanage because from if if I if I am going to put this in my brain as this is 100 percent canon here. Her sister's not here. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I like her sister. So I've always thought of Selena. Her her origin is she had parents, but her parents fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. And she became like on her own at a young age. So she had a sister at some point. Maybe the sister was a baby or whatever. But her mom is Latina. Throwing that out there. It's been in some books before. Her mom's Latina. Her dad's white. And he, I think she kills herself, I think is what happens. And I think he's like a drunk or like, something like that. So her and her sister, I think, probably get separated at some point. 
but she grows up on the streets. She goes, she's, we've seen this in her Catwoman book before. She did go to that house that, um, you know, was run by a thief and she started pickpocketing people and all that kind of jazz. And as she gets older, she learns how to be like, use her feminine charm and all that shit to, you know, seduce people and steal all their shit. Um, so this one, I didn't like that she spent essentially her whole life, one, in an orphanage, and two, if you go by this story, Bruce Wayne's a lot older than she is, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. I don't mind him being older, but I think like they're like three to five years apart from each other. But here, he's already uh, probably... Five to eight years old in this, you know, in this photo, maybe probably like eight years old. Right, this photo is probably right before they die. I'm gonna assume it's eight years old because that's what I go off of. And she's been staring at this photo since she was a child, since she was a baby. This photo's been around, so that means she's a baby. They're at least eight to ten, some maybe even more years apart because we don't know exactly when this happened. So I didn't like that. Because now you're putting her closer to maybe Nightwing's age, maybe between, like a little older than Nightwing, and I don't yeah. like that. Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah. Um, and with how agitated I was with the book already, um, I like the playful banter of Catwoman being like the whole meow and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Whenever he just puts it out there just because, oh, she's Catwoman, she likes being a cat sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like that. So, mm-hmm. like, when she's in, like, the little prison or whatever for, for younger uh, women or whatever, yeah. like, when she gets in the fight with, with that one girl and all she does in response is meow, 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 meow. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, that's that's too much for me. Yeah, I, like, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, but how do you feel about the ending of this book? Very curious. Just to give devil's advocate on the meow meow thing, you could, if you wanted to make an argument for this, uh, which I wouldn't even bother, you could think of it as like she's trying to show that she's crazy Mm -hmm. and just like, I'm going to beat the shit out of this person, but also be like, meow, 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 meow. And people are like, don't go near that chick. She fucking meows and she'll beat your ass, you know? So you could do that. Um, But the ending of this book, so in between, before we get to the ending, because I think the ending's a very big thing. We do see a lot of Joker and Catwoman early days, and he's, like, asking her some questions. They're, like, drinking together. She's in her classic suit. I like that there's a moment of Batman and Catwoman kissing on a rooftop, and Robin's like, Batman! Batman! Where are you, Batman? You need help, Batman? I'm like, no, bitch. You don't need your help at all. He Stay home, Robin. He doesn't need your help. And um, I like that they're fighting in the in the art gallery. I love the consistency here. Because Catwoman kind of brings up the, oh, do you just come around to fuck me and fight me? Like, that's all you do, and then you go away? Like, I love the consistency because we've heard that before. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoy that because a lot of writers kind of throw that shit out the window. They're like, I said it once, I don't care. Then we get more, like, Bruce trying to, like, give Selena like, a good Christmas or something like that. Like, is this okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, because I Bruce also, a lot of people forget this. Although he's a playboy, he doesn't know how to have real relationships. Like, no, he's like, no, and I totally get that. I totally yeah. get what King was doing here. Yeah, like he probably had, you know, not even a normal Christmas when his parents were alive. You know, they're yeah. rich, and you know, they just do random stuff. Um, but to the point of like wanting to start a relationship, and you know, usually 
I'm sure Christmases would be, you know, Batman going out and making sure Gotham is safe. And then Alfred would randomly like have a Christmas present waiting for him. And yeah, for sure. That's probably how things went. So for him to try to do something for Selena, I can see how it could be kind of awkward. Yeah, definitely. Um, There's a running joke in this whole book of Joker saying like, you know, how about this one? What did Batman tell Robin? uh, Right. Before they got in the Batmobile. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Robin, get in the Batmobile. Like, that's the punchline. Just a stupid thing. And it's, I love the stupidness of Joker. Like, Mm -hmm. I just love it. And I think Tom King writes Joker very well, in my opinion. And then, like, Selina is choking him out in one of these things. And, like, she wants to kill him. And he's all like, uh, you know, you've heard it before. You know, like, uh, he's like, you used to be fun. Because, like, he knows that she's not going to kill him. Because he knows that she's banging fucking Batman. And then we get some rooftop stuff with Batman. Fast forward to her being pregnant. And like, it's interesting because Batman's still coming home, like in his bat suit. And he's like, how are things going? So we're, you know, we're learning about that whole thing. Then we have like her going out and being Catwoman while Batman's home with her. Thought that was very interesting, kind of showing the equality there. She's beating the shit out of Penguin. Um, we have some like nice Christmas moments with Bruce and Selena where you know um helena's having some cats and stuff and getting a new Mm -hmm. gift so a lot of like family memories of her you know she's wearing little cat ears with a bow and she's talking about like oh was that daddy when he was little and all this kind of stuff so just very heartwarming moments you know and then we see selena just like beating the shit out of joker again and i want to say since she's wearing this suit it's probably post phantasm could be um and she wants to kill him like she scratches him and he's all like oh that's not my throat way too way too high and she's like i promised fuck and so like he's just showing that selena has been wanting to kill joker for the shit he's done but she's keeping a promise to batman like she won't Mm -hmm. kill and so i thought that was kind of cool and then they're having this discussion um that bruce wants to have you know helena start coming out and she's like no She's like, I want her to have a childhood. Like, we didn't have childhoods. Like, I want her to not have to come out, but, you know, it's Batman. So, like, yeah. she's going to come out. Helena's already training. We see that she becomes a Robin. But she, they have a mantra of, yeah. you need to say it. She's like, I'm not going to say it. She's like, you need to say it. You need to promise me. She's like, fine. If I see Joker, I will run. If I see yeah. Joker, I will run. If I see Joker, I will run. And the next freaking panel is them all being captured. Yeah. <laughs> and Selena's like, uh so uh isn't this nice you know we were all yeah. just having a nice christmas and both helena and bruce are like this is not the time yeah <laughs> and then we get you know we get old bruce and old selena um you know he's all he sees the freaking bat symbol he's old as fuck here and he's like should i go he's like helena's got it like she's like just stay home and uh, I love the, like, essentially Riddler with Alzheimer's. You know? All right, everybody. I'm going to wait. Where am I? Yeah. What the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> and, like, he's in, like, this old, like, uh, he's in a gown, like, nurse, a, a nursing gown. gown. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you can see his ass when him and Selena yeah. are walking away because she's like, you know what? Just come with me. Like, yeah. we're not going to do this. Let's, let's just go. He's like, okay. Yeah. And, um, pretty interesting stuff and then we get this interesting thing here which i'm not gonna lie i have to go back and read some stuff because i i know something's like underlining here 
but I, I'm just not connecting the dots. And it's like Batman gives Selena, like he's like, hey, I got, I bought the Cat Eyes Diamond. It's now on display. I got the Arts Museum. And he's like, I don't get it, Bruce. He's like, well, I made a shell company and I did all this stuff. So like, I own it. So if you want to steal it, you can go do that. And she's like, you don't like know me at all. And so like, he's like, after all these years, like you, you don't know me and shit. Cause like, I think Bruce has this thing of like, she just likes to steal is what I'm trying to get at, I guess. But there's something underlying, like, I don't know why she was stealing. So if anybody in the chat, if you guys, if you have this, cause I know I'm like, I'm right there of what mm -hmm. it is. There's like some underlining on why she steals or something like that. I'm not connecting the dots. And cause, but that's what Bruce thinks, which is very typical of a man, you know, yeah. you think, you know, but you don't know. And so we get a highlight of them on the beach, which and is, this the, is the exact beach. same panels as when right before like shit went down with yeah. uh, the Iron Bane. Bane. Yeah. yeah. So I thought this was really cool. Um, but you know, she's like, Christmas um, should have snow. He's like, Bruce, just enjoy yourself. And he's like, uh, all this quiet all the time. Are you enjoying yourself? She's like, no, but at least I'm fucking trying. And I was like, damn. <laughs> um, you know, we get some Helena, you know, with the uh, Catwoman kind of jumping across rooftops. We see Bruce essentially dying here already, like, which is mm -hmm. kind of really rough. And she's like, I'm here for you. Like, uh, you know, it's a callback to his uh, Batman story with Dr. Phosphorus. Yeah. Yeah. That he is actually, he actually has cancer from mm -hmm. dr phosphorus that one story that was in the yeah uh i think it was batman 85th anniversary or something like that 80th anniversary yeah, I, i'm I sure I, own which it. Story I gotta it was. i gotta find it but yeah that was pretty interesting then we have selena at his grave she has this long monologue talking about how like, you said this would be all worth it and all this stuff and like the pain sucks like it's not fucking worth it but that's just her being like grieving you know trying to put blame on somebody else and all this jazz and then what ends up happening is she's on a rooftop with a cat or she's on some gargoyles where you would think Batman would be. She has a cat. She's kind of singing. And she goes to, I guess, a lawyer. A lawyer's talking about like, oh, you're going to donate all this money to the orphanage or whatever, but uh, you have to have cats. Every kid has to have a cat. Like, can we change that? And she's like, no. It's like, it's non-negotiable. And so she's going to give all this money to the orphanages or something. I don't know. They don't really say what's happening with Helena here, but the last few panels, which is what you were mentioning earlier, is mm -hmm. Selena is in Gotham streets. She's picking up a stray cat like she normally would. Somebody's like, give me your fucking diamonds, rich bitch. And uh, she's just all like, oh, honey, you're doing it all wrong. And then bang, bang. And she's on the ground. Like There's a cat like licking her and saying meow, meow. And then there's like a quote uh, at the end for, you know, for JPL. And uh, essentially Catwoman dies on the streets exactly where she was born. So mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of symbolism there, I think. Um, but yeah, I was a little shocked. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, King killed Batman two or three years ago. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of just fits. He uses these specials to tell a story that we're never going to get because Batman's going to be written until the world explodes, you know. And Basically. Even if, even if we move to Mars, he'll be written over there. So, you know um so yeah i think king tries to do a lot in these specials that you're never gonna see and the thing is the cool thing about it is he's showing you that bruce and selena are gonna get very old so they're not gonna die in battle or whatever so you can tell infinite stories between here and there so you know i think that's kind of cool um 
yeah, but I thought it was very interesting that he chose to, you know, kill her the way he killed her. But how else would you want, how else would Selena go out? You know? Yeah. So it's, you know, she goes out her own way. Like, she's she could have easily been like, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. But she's all like, bitch, that's how you rob people. Like, I'm one of the greatest, I'm the greatest thief of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he just, you know, she can't dodge bullets anymore. So she gets taken out. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I picked up on the symbolism the first time around, but I was just like, huh. Okay. And yeah. then after sitting with it, I was like, oh, yeah, I did start off with her being in the street. Yeah. Um, But I, I wish that I would have liked the pacing a little bit more uh, yeah. to really enjoy the rest of it. Like, like I said, I enjoyed the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed all the way basically when it started to really push to where the time skips were smaller apart um, to where it could tell like a cohesive story. Um, And I know it's a, it's, it's a creative choice that King has always loved to do. He always jumps around in storytelling. Um, I'm curious if this was affected by JPL's death or sickness. I I think it was because if you look at these un, uh, these unfinished unpublished pages, Mm -hmm. uh, there are some of these pages that not all of them, because most of them are stuff that was in the actual issue. Yeah. Uh, but some of them we didn't even have mm-hmm. in the actual story. So I do think that there is some stuff here that probably could have been different. Um, Cause I think, well, actually I thought I saw something that was different. Um, I mean, I see a lot of stuff that did definitely make it in for sure. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, no, this is everything. This is everything. Uh, These, the first few pages. So maybe all the stuff that I didn't like uh, was happening in a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. But then from there, it kind of jumped, 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 and then it got smaller again. Yeah. So I think that's what kind of messed with the pacing for me. Mm -hmm. So I think it was affected by uh, John passing, unfortunately. Yeah, that sucks. But cancer. Um, Yeah. But, uh, you know, I am still enjoying Batcat, so we're still going to get... We get the get... next one in two weeks, I think. Yeah, in two weeks, and that yeah. is issue 10. ten. So Clay we have... Comes back. we have two more after that, man. Yeah. Have you already looked at it? No, I didn't click. I'll read it tonight, though. I'm definitely going <laughs> to read it tonight. Uh, most likely, unless I am trying to finish Trigun. Uh, I've been watching that a lot lately, so... I have like 10 more episodes left and it expires off of Hulu. I didn't know Hulu does that, but yeah, apparently it expires in a few days. So I got to watch it. Um, but yeah, my only issue was this, uh, the origin of Selena, to be honest. I just wasn't a big fan of that. Because yeah. um, I just like the idea that I wish she would have, you know, had some shitty parents and, you know, went on the street after that. Um, but being in a trash can and all that kind of stuff, like I'm not a big fan of that. Because I also like her sister. Her sister's like a huge part of her story, so... That's the only thing I don't agree with that book. Everything else I thought was awesome. Um, so yeah, even if I were to write, because like I would be, I would incorporate a lot of King stuff if I were to ever write Batman, because I think he'd done a lot of great things for that relationship. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't. Uh, that wouldn't be my my origin for Catwoman if I were writing her. So yeah. Um, but overall, so many fucking books this week. Like, uh, but majority of them were good. Those first ones that we just kind of blew past were kind of whatever. Hope, uh, thankfully we have a smaller week next week uh, yeah. especially since i am moving and technically 
I am moving, but I'm only moving out of this apartment. I can't move into my other apartment for a whole nother week. So I'm staying with a friend. Uh Um, Yeah, I will not have my big computer set up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually going to be doing this podcast with you via my MacBook. But this really nice uh, mic that I have behind me is what I will be using. I'll have nice headphones, a whole soundboard and everything. So I'll still sound quality wise be good. Um, you just may hear like one or two random kids yell in the background because um, yes. I'm going to be staying with like a full family. It's weird. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Cool. Uh, Clay, what do you got going on this week, man? So uh, because I am moving, I am basically taking a break from all podcasting except for this one. Um, but what I have done in the past week, um, Superman and Lois reviews over at uh, DC Alliance are still going strong. So go check those out. Um, the Book of Boba Fett, uh, episode five, um, had a very surprising change of events. Um, and I will kind of go ahead and tease that now. Uh, it was basically Mandalorian season three. Go check out our review of that. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, really, really cool. Um, trying to see what else. Um, for those of you who are just joining us for the first time and listening to this, go back and listen to some of our older stuff. Um, really good content. Um, leave some questions for us, like we've said. Come join the Discord. All all fun stuff. Uh, but that is basically it for me. Noise, noise. Wait a minute. Hold on. Is this? We haven't covered Batman Ten, have we? Did they do preview pages for Batman Ten? I was looking at some of the first few pages, and I was like, I feel like I've seen these. Which one? For Batman Batcat Ten. I don't know. I feel like uh... they, they might have done preview pages or something. I don't know. I feel like I've seen some of these panels. Um, it's just older panels or maybe it's just because it's good art and i feel like you know (laughs) it's like a previously on and they're only showing clay man stuff yeah pretty much (laughs) um i'm just glad to be away from that but anyways i've been posting a lot of uh stuff over well first of all if you guys are new here uh from the uh when i told everybody to go and unsubscribe from my channel uh, thanks for coming by over here. I appreciate it. There was a few good amount of subs that we got because I told everybody unsub or go check out my content over here. So I appreciate you guys if you did that. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Definitely leave a comment if you guys want to be on the show next week to answer questions or ask questions. But on my gaming channel, uh, I am posting a lot of content over there. And of course, I've been posting on my reaction channel as well. So definitely go subscribe to my YouTube channels because I've been doing a lot. Come by the live streams too. Been I do stream that every Monday, Wednesday, Friday around 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Definitely come hang out. It's a good time. But that is going to be it for this mega episode, which this is now our longest episode ever, crossing three hours. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly.